0: Welcome to another episode of the Young Black and Bothered Sports Desk. I am your boy Q, and I am, again, not John Gruden. because John Gruden. Just had to fuck shit up again one last time. The usual crew is here tonight. Hello, Greg. Hello, Ashley. Hello, Lou. And welcome, Doc Pam. I hope you're feeling better. Uh, we, I know you told us about your... Um, <laughs> Crazy experience, Um, something that made you be in pain all last week, Um, but we're glad you're back and in good health and all that good stuff. So, we're going to start the show out in our usual way. Good news from the week that was. Whoever wants to jump in and go first, be at it.
1: Um,
0: Well, I'm 40
2: years old now.
1: Happy birthday.
3: Oh, that's happy right. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Woo yes. yes. woo.
0: <laughs> indeed, indeed. Happy, happy birthday. Um yes, what is the most you. decade of your
2: life? <laughs> oh, man. Like, it really hit me. Like, I've really been on this planet for like four decades. Like, <laughs> imagine <laughs> what I've seen. <laughs> but yeah, it's good. It's good. Here's to many more.
0: most most definitely cheers to to continue good health and all that other good stuff that comes with getting older except arthritis i don't wish that anyone. right (laughs) (laughs) all right anyone else whoever
3: wants to go next jump right on
0: um yeah i'll go um i
4: finally got a new camera so i have the Zony, uh the sony zve10 i bought a sigma lens my first one ever And I plan on taking a lot of, like, photography and videography. But on top of that, I also bought tickets to the Millennium Tour. So I'm taking the wife and sister and two of their friends to see, unfortunately, Bow Wow and God knows who else from, like, (laughs) 1998 to 2006 is on that tour. So he said, unfortunately,
0: <laughs> yeah. like,
4: it, it, it sounded like a good idea at the time, and then I really sounded like a
0: good like idea, it. and then and then you realized it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, um,
4: because it's it's happening in Virginia at uh, what is it, George Mason Stadium? So that's one thing, and then Ticketmaster. I don't know what happened since COVID because I haven't been to a concert since. But the tickets were roughly like eighty nine dollars a piece, but each ticket had roughly i say like 36 bucks in just taxes and fees. That doesn't encourage me to go to any more concerts. I'll just watch the bootleg or somebody's Instagram stories because
3: this might be my last concert for the next two years. So but that's it for me.
0: Okay. Yeah. Um, newsflash. Don't don't buy tickets from Ticketmaster. They suck. Um, yeah. Those seeds. not fun. Anyway, ain't
3: that so true.
1: Well, um, I guess I was just looking the other night, uh, for something for my wife and I to do for my birthday in November, and uh, for the first time in like five or six years uh the Cleveland Cavaliers play a home game on my birthday and they play the Charlotte Hornets. so I started looking at the ticket prices. Um, yeah, I don't think we're going to that game. Um, it's, uh, <laughs> uh yeah, like the cheapest seat I found in the upper level was like 280 bucks a piece. And that's just to see Lamella, that's okay. I'll watch it on ESPN. That's fine. Um. So the other game we're looking at is going to be a preseason game. And Q and Greg, you all be like happy to notice, it, it is against the Washington Wizards. So there's a chance we might be going to that one. We'll see. Well, those tickets will probably be about $37. So you should absolutely go, go check game. It's so funny you said that because it said the cheapest seat is starting at thirty (laughs) five dollars.
3: Look at that! Look at
1: that! Uh, So we'll see. Pam, how about you?
5: Uh, Let's see. I had a I had a really really good week. Hung out with some people. Started on some new meds, which is always fun. So, yeah. And I went to, what's the name of it? Um, Doriban. It's a um, restaurant out here that actually was like, yeah, we're going to give you like spicy, spicy food that's going to literally blow your head off. And then I ate it and it did not do that. So, (laughs) (laughs) that was... um, (laughs) That was very um, enlightening to say. And this is like the third time that I've went to a restaurant. I I had Ethiopian food and asked them, like, I want your hottest hot sauce. Nothing. Uh, I did Indian like two days before that. Hottest hot sauce. Nothing. So either my taste buds are broken, which I don't think that they are, or... Florida is just not giving out hot sauce like it should be. So if any of the viewers have any recommendation on a hot place that actually gives you hot, hot food, let me know. Gee,
2: I think you you might've eliminated two right there. I thought for sure Indian. like <laughs> I know they have some really spicy food, but that didn't do it for you. I don't know.
5: <laughs> no, uh, even the person I was with, they were like, yeah, your food is not spicy at all. It's like, I, I know that's what I said. And they, uh, I tried their food and I was like, how is your food a bit spicier than mine? And like the guy, when he sat it down, he literally was like, be very, very careful, okay? And I'm like, okay. And it was just, I, I feel like I got played like a April Foolish joke on me in August or something. That's the only excuse I can give them, honestly. Mm-hmm. What about you, Q? How was your week? Um, well, I mean, y'all yeah, yeah, know
0: um, just from last week, um, you know, I, I lost uh, a close fraternity brother of mine, and then it happened. I know it's supposed to be good news, but it's also, I also have some uh, more bad news. I lost another frat brother last Friday. Um, this past Friday um, from pancreatic cancer. so this so this week was like really sub- last week was really really subdued, but I'm gonna really go talk about the good news from today. Um, I finally got my work laptop. <laughs> so I, I, I you know officially am official. <laughs> uh, only thing I waiting on now is my company phone, well, my site phone. Um, but other than that, um, my kids started school last Wednesday. Uh, so now I officially have a middle schooler and twin third graders. Uh, they were very very excited to to you know start their start the school year. Um, so I'm wishing and praying for all of their success, um, and also they need they know that um, Christmas gifts are dependent on them getting three point seven five GPAs. Uh-uh. That's it.
3: <laughs> i know that's
0: right <clears throat> yes like i don't I, so it's <laughs> a funny story and, and greg knows this because um he was there when my oldest daughter asked for this request so i asked my daughter my oldest daughter um you know what does she have in mind of, of her christmas list because you know christmas is now getting ready to be three months away she's like daddy can you take me on a vacation to Hawaii or Jamaica?
3: <laughs>
0: um, put that on your bucket list, sweetie, because it ain't happening right now.
3: <laughs>
0: it ain't happening right now. <laughs> It'll happen when Y'all you didn't want
4: Y'all did yes. not yes. want to hear the answer that you I gave him. It?
0: Yeah, um yeah. So um there were some other things on her list that she wanted and then um Again, it was put on your bucket list, but great uncle Q, I mean, not uncle Q, great uncle Greg, AKA the godfather said that she will get, that he would get one of the things that she wanted if she hits that GPA point. So again, you know, in my family, with my kids, nothing is given, everything is earned, especially like big ticket items, like what she wanted on her list. Cause I haven't even asked the twins, but they want it yet. Um, but again, I put a GPA requirement on everything. Um, she wants an iPad too. She wants an iPad also. She would have had that iPad back in May. Um, but our agreement at that time was a 4.0 and she had to get all A's and she, she missed it by, she got a B plus in one class and I had to tell her, I'm sorry, you didn't meet the agreement. She was upset, but I don't care because I'm done and I make the rules. Um, but it, I hope that taught her a lesson that when you commit to something, <clears throat>
3: you
0: know, when you commit to something or you give a handshake agreement or you say, all right, I, this is what I'm, this is the goal that, that I want to push for. You need it and you get what you want. You don't need it. And you don't get what you, what you, what you, you know, what you asked for or what so. was agreed to. Agree
3: to.
4: I would make a suggestion, and instead of the trip to Jamaica or Hawaii, make her go to Philly for the WrestleMania in twenty twenty four. I think <laughs> that should definitely happen. Um, all kids should experience like like a live event. Like I personally haven't been to a Super Bowl, but I've been to All Star Game, NBA Finals, and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. Like, a a wrestling event. Like, I I know that's probably going to lead us into wrestling, but I was talking to one of my buddies at work, and he's like, yeah, like, his cousin wants, you know, to start watching wrestling and trying to figure out what's the best, you know, way to introduce them. And I was like, damn it, I've been trying to get my, my friend Q back into wrestling. So, I think, Q, you should have your daughter start watching wrestling, because why not? And then take her to a wrestling event, preferably WrestleMania in Philly, because we talked about it last week. I'm going. I don't care how it shapes out. I'm going.
0: Okay, that's it. What well, that is a good suggestion. And before we, that is a good suggestion. It's something that, that that is something to think about. But before we move into our wrestling session um, portion of the show, hey, Greg, You see who's in the audience. Lord Shemikin the Streets is back. Oh shit! Oh oh, <laughs>
4: wow, that's even, crazy. And then he
0: just disappeared. Lord should He probably
4: the went. He probably went looking for Kyrie Irving. He's probably getting traded by the time we finish this show. And shout out to Dan Rod, by the way.
0: Yes, yeah, Dan Rod, the, the the founder of the sports on stereo on the sports on, of the sports on stereo hashtag here on stereo. Um, Thank you for your support. Thank you for being in the audience tonight. Um, you're the man. You're the man. And Lord Shavik is back in the audience. We want to hear from you tonight, good brother. It's been a long damn time. It's been a long damn time. Anyway, it is time for our wrestling segment of the show. Pam and floor is yours. I know you're ready to update us on everything that's happened in wrestling over the past week. And now
3: I'm going to put myself on mute and listen.
5: (laughs) Well, there's definitely been a lot that has gone on uh, this week. I think I will let Cashly start just because she already knows what I'm going to talk about for this week. And anyone who has seen any of my social media for this week, there's only one topic that is the topic I want to talk about. So to not give you guys overload. I'll let Cashy talk about everything else. But but that one topic, um I'm yes. all that to my chest. So go ahead, girl. Take it away.
2: <laughs> okay. Well starting with WWE, um there is breaking news today on the women's tag team front that toxic attraction is out of the tournament due to an injury suffered by Gigi Dolan. Of course they replaced uh nikita and zoe both from nxt um so they were that other tag team replacement so now what's going to happen is there's going to be a second chance match fatal four-way on this friday's smackdown um so wishing gg a speedy recovery because i think a lot of people are looking forward to toxic attraction in that tournament so uh speaking of women's tag team Tournament Alexa Bliss and Asuka teamed up against Io Sky and Dakota Kai on Monday Night Raws for the tag team tournament. Uh, Let's see. uh, Moving on to New Japan, Uh, we have a winner for the G1 Climax 32, uh, and we have Kazuchika Okada who won his fourth overall and second in a row. And speaking of Kata, he revealed recently that he is a new dad. So congrats to him. Um, he also stated he was going to take a little bit of time off um, to enjoy his paternity leave.
5: So congrats
3: Thank to God.
5: Him. Oh, thank God. Wow, <laughs> Lord. I don't mean to be rude,
3: but oof, <laughs> we, we,
5: we discussed our love-hate for Kata on last week's episode of The Melon Man. Yes. More so me. More so me, but I just had to say, thank
3: God. (laughs) Jesus
5: Christ.
2: Yes. And also on the New Japan front, they are having a couple of shows here in the States. Uh, The first one will be on 9-11, which is New Japan Strong, with Shingo Takagi being the main attraction on that card in Las Vegas. So that should be a really good one also new japan will also have a joint show with stardom on ten twenty eight in new york city tickets going sell for that on eight twenty eight, and the pre is currently happening now um i have to say i have a bit of a gripe with new japan and their ticket prices for this show i don't know i think they might be filling themselves a little bit too much like they think they wwe is somebody for these ticket prices like vip is like five hundred dollars and like oh no <laughs> brain size <laughs> oh, yeah. is like four hundred dollars i'm like who you think you are you think you wwe or somebody like you need to bring them down a little bit but knowing me i'll find some way to pay it but i just gotta waste that gripe
3: <laughs> oh
5: no oh no 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 no
2: no i just Not had that. to complain about that really really quick
5: yeah New Japan, put it together.
2: Yes, definitely. Like I said, I'm I'm crazy enough to try to pay at least one of those prices. Because I do want to go. But anywho, um, moving on to AEW. And Pam, you can take it from there. <laughs> <laughs>
5: there was a lot that happened in AEW that I honestly will not lie to you guys. I'm not going to talk about. Because that is not the most important subject of this week. <laughs> at all. The most important subject of this week is the cleaner, the icon, the legend, the goat, literally the boat, the best of all time. And anyone can argue with me in the comments, in the voice notes, where, wherever you want to argue. But Kenny, and I want to keep it clean, Omega is back. To say that. I had chills down my spine to say that I was speechless, to say that I was in the middle of axe throwing and had to stop because I got the text from Cashley that he's back. And, and me being me, like, who, who's back? Like, oh, okay, he's back. Like, I'll, The Undertaker? Please, God, no. Goldberg? Please, 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 <laughs> please, God, no. Didn't realize that it was Wednesday. And she tells me Kenny is back and I almost dropped my phone because I was like, nah, she playing a joke on me again. People have been playing jokes on me all week. So this, this gotta be a joke. This, this wouldn't be happening now. And sure enough, I go, I'm like, okay, is it TNT? Is it TBS? I find which one it is. And I literally see him and I am like crying, which is pretty awkward to do in the middle of ax throwing because you're just sitting there crying and everyone's like, uh, what's going on? And I can't speak, of course, because I'm like, holy cow, it's been almost a year. He is back. He looks so good. He finally took mm-hmm. that blue hair out his head. Like, just stick with regular highlights. You know, I could tell that he's still kind of nursing the injury, or he's quote unquote nursing the injury, because like to know Kenny is to know he's a long term storyteller. So it could be part of the story. We don't we don't really know. But he came back. With the black ensemble, a long sleeve black shirt. Uh, still can tell he had like a, a arm sling or something on. Uh, but to see him actually in a ring, I was like, okay, okay, he might be back, but he may not wrestle. Uh, and then I literally had to tell my date, "Hey, uh, I'm going to pay attention to you. But if this man gets tagged in, I cannot help you anymore." And sure <laughs> enough, he got tagged in, and I missed the bullseye and everything because. I my eyes are glued to this match. So if you didn't know, AW is having a trios championship, in which right now it is the quarterfinals. So it was the Young Bucks with a mysterious partner versus I can never say their name, but we'll just go with Los Englobnabres. I can never say it right. Uh, which was Andrade Rouge and uh Dragonly, if I'm not mistaken. And we had no uh-huh. clue who the Bucks' mysterious partner was going to be. At first, we thought Adam pa- Hangman Adam Page because they had been teasing at it for weeks. But then I missed the whole intro, and thank God I did because I honestly don't think I would have been able to like get my life together. Um, he comes out, everyone goes crazy. Of course, he actually wrestles, and I'm like, you can tell that he's wrestling with an injury. Uh, he's Doing as much as he normally does with his legs, but as far as his arms and lifting and things like that, he's still it's still a little hard for him to do. Um, he hit his V-trigger. He tried to hit his Terminator. He tried to do a lot of things, which you can tell it wasn't 100. I would give it maybe like a 50%. Like You can tell he's trying, but it wasn't all there. Um but he did end up winning the match by hitting the one-winged angel and secured, of course, the Young Bucks and himself to go on to the semifinals. So I am excited to see what happens with that. But the fact that Kenny Omega, Tyson Smith, if we want to give out shoot names, however you want to do it, is wrestling in a ring has been the complete highlight of my entire week personally in regards to all things sports and entertainment. because. I have been looking forward to this day for a while. And also to know me is to know every single year since I first met him, I've met him in person with a picture. So maybe I am crossing my fingers. Just like Cassian said, she'll pay four or $500 for front row. I'll pay four or $500 for me to see Kenny this year. Uh, how much you want? You you want a kidney? You can't have my firstborn. That you can't have none of my kids. If you want me to give you a kid, absolutely. Uh, you know, even though Roe v. Wade is going on, but, uh, for that man, you can have whatever he wants, (laughs) whatever he wants. So shout out to you, Kenny. I love you. You are the, you are truly, truly, truly the best, the best ever. And, uh, I can speak for myself and everyone else here when I say we are glad to have you back in the ring, hopefully strong, healthy, and continuing all the great work. So, yeah. I, I made nice say, Before we go. move
3: on,
2: before we move on, I just gotta say, when I was watching um, Dynamite and the lights went out, because that's what AEW do when they bring in somebody or bring in somebody new they shut off all the lights but then all of a sudden these omega symbols appeared I was like wait it can't be and that's when I texted him and I was like oh my god he's back and then he finally came out and I was like wow it's really him like oh my god I gotta tell her I gotta tell her like oh my god oh my god okay he's back but yeah he definitely looked good he moved, he still, you know, even though he was nursing, third injury, but he still moved around it. And I think everybody really worked around him like, okay, this is the first time back in like oh, pretty much a year. So, you know, yep. let's just kind of work around that. So,
5: oh, yeah. I will also say, because I can talk about this topic all day long, not only did you text me, I had like 50 notifications. So I had no clue why my phone was blowing up. Normally it's like, oh, I'll get 10 here or like if our group chat goes off, however. But I had 50 notifications and counting and I had no clue why. And I was literally going, I said to my dad, I was like, listen, if Kenny Omega returns, (laughs) I can, I'm I'm not going to be able to function. Like I'm not going to be any good at all. And it was funny because he was like, I've never seen you this happy before. (laughs) And I think it it truly credits to how much of not only just a fan, but just him as a person. He's just, if you haven't met him out of everyone that I've met, and I've met a lot of wrestlers, a lot of fans, a lot of different people, uh, backstage refs, you you name it. uh, Kenny is literally my favorite one. And not just because I am a fan of his, but because of how he treats his fans, how he is as a person. You know, he takes the time. Any wrestler who's like that, that takes the time to just listen to you because trust me, when you go, if you haven't been to mean group before, they are always rushing you like, okay, okay, next person. And it's like a five second thing and you don't actually get to say what you want or feel as though you got everything out. But what I will say is Every single experience I've had, and even some of my friends who aren't even wrestling fans who are like, oh, wow, Like I can see why he's your fave. He specifically takes his time to make sure that you feel loved, you get your money's worth. If you don't like the picture, which has happened to me before, I paid for a professional photo during WrestleMania in um, New Orleans, and I didn't like the picture. And I told him, I was like, I don't like this picture. And he's like, well, we can do another one. And the guy's like, no, no, it's just one. And Kenny was like, no, we're doing another one. She doesn't like it. We're going to do another one. So to have someone also stick up for you as well, that, that man, literally, I will cherish the ground that man walks on because the experience is just a uh, 100 out of 10. So shout out to Kenny. Thank you for being back. Thank you for making my week and making me one of the happiest people on this globe and all his other fans because we all were excited and if you haven't watched the Kenny Omega match I will say to you the homework that you have is to at least watch the series that he had with Okada if you don't watch that three-part wrestling match you will truly understand why he's one of my favorites as far as wrestling is concerned especially now and even going backwards I don't think Honestly, any of the legends are touching a lot of the new guys out there today, but we'll we'll get more into that later on this week on the Mall and Met here live on stereo at six p.m. on Thursday. So, Q, you can take it away. All right, all right.
0: Um, thank you for that update, um, and definitely. Um, ooh, excuse me, just trying to catch my breath from earlier. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Listen to the Melaninette every on Thursday, six thirty p.m. Eastern Time here on live on stereo. Um, when the episode is episode is published, you can find it on our on our podcast feed, wherever you can, wherever you listen to podcasts. So thank you very much for that. Um, before we get into um, the other sports of the night, again, our boy Lloyd Lloyd be in the streets is back with us and he's left us a couple of messages so we're gonna play those um and then get back on with the show here we go
6: and I promise you guys as soon as I see Kyrie in the strip club I will be reporting back to you guys you know, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm running these strip clubs. I'm running to all the strip clubs, and I've been seeing a lot of NBA players hanging out lately in the strip clubs. So uh, I'm just making a list. So when I come back, I could tell you who's been in the strip clubs, spinning those early advances. Oh
3: my god!
5: Oh,
3: my god.
5: oh I can't what's going
6: on my guys oh shit y-b-a-b sports desk is back it is your man in the streets without habibi but we still making it pop what's going on my guys right on time for football season what's going on lou uh shout out to uh, let me what, wait, i can't see because I, I gotta look I, Oh, it's been a while Cashy And um <laughs> God damn it I should have got me Some better glasses Gotta stop buying my glasses From Walmart Uh What's going on Pam How you people doing man uh, and I see my guy down there Dan Rod What it do What it do Good people
3: a hot
0: mess. I need, I need
4: you
6: to upgrade
0: to iByDirect.com. <laughs> <man? laughs> yeah, we gotta get Hey, somebody go find her
4: BB.
6: Cause
3: what
4: is going
0: on, <laughs> oh, on here? Wow. I oh, just one more. Oh
6: my God. Unfortunately, I can't stick around too long, but I had to leave you guys a message, man. It's good to see you guys, man. I, I, I truly, from the heart, miss you. It's still Leo season. I'm still out here doing my thing. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not letting the old age keep me from running the streets. You know what I mean? So, shout out to all all of you guys, man. I miss you guys, man. We'll talk. Oh man, is is your boy from
3: New York?
5: What's up, Shabin? Yes. What's up? He hey, what's up, big homie? You you know I like him already.
3: I like him already. Yes, we a wild him. him.
0: Yes, I'm sure whenever he comes back and he's in the audience right now, I, I know he probably has uh, a Kyrie update and probably a little bit of K D news too. You know, KD's acting like a pure drama queen. Right now, <laughs> oh man, oh man, we we get in the show right here, like just having Shamik back, man. That man, just, just, Oh, Shamiq, man, I, I I gotta upgrade your vision plan. I'm sorry, like you know, I'm sorry <laughs> getting your eye, getting your glasses from Walmart. That's a, that's a, that's tough, man. That's tough. And we definitely gotta find Habibi. We gotta find where he is. Maybe we upgrade your vision plan. Maybe, maybe we can find them. I don't know. <laughs> oh man! Oh man! Oh man! Whew. All right, so we're gonna go a little bit out of order. We're gonna go a little bit out of order tonight. We're gonna start actually with the NFL with the NBA. We're gonna close out with the NFL. We've been a lot of losing the NFL, but. But let's get these lesser sports like the NBA out because they should have an in the NBA. Except Kevin Durant's trying to get traded. Um, and we found out today um, that the Memphis Grizzlies want in and want to trade for Kevin Durant. How y'all feel about that? What, who, and why do they want right. Katie?
4: Like, how do you get him? More importantly, it's Memphis. Now, I'm not saying Memphis is a terrible place. I'm just saying uh, Terrence Howard ain't been back, man. So, um, yeah, I just know. No, absolutely not. I,
0: I can't okay, so this, I, is I, I <clears throat> this is why. This is why. This is why. As soon as my, oh shit, fucking app is froze. So. The reason why the, Grif- the Grizzlies want in, oh, thank you, the Report for crashing damn app. Um, the reason why the Grizzlies want in on Kevin Durant because they have five first round picks they can offer at Brooklyn. Plus,
4: Kevin Durant is not worth that much.
1: He isn't, but apparently he is. And That's do you want to give crazy. up? Do you want to give up five first round picks for someone to come and play for you for two years? two years, Lou. That that
4: right there matters the most. Q, I, I don't mean to cut you off. No, no, when you it comes fine, to this, I, I think the main issue for me with this KD shit is KD knows he has nowhere to go. For the first time in his career, he doesn't dictate where he's going because Brooklyn can just say no. Brooklyn doesn't care. What Memphis is always going to be a playoff caliber team unless Memphis says, you know what? We want You'll start in five, and we'll give you KD. You can keep the picks. Then no. Because <laughs> Memphis is going to be a playoff contender for the next
0: at least two seasons, with or without KD. Okay, so, 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 here, <clears throat> so here's why. So here's, um, okay. The Memphis Grizzlies have reportedly stepped up their efforts in pursuit of a potential blockbuster trade for Brooklyn Nets superstars Kevin Durant. Chance Charania of the Athletic reported Monday – that the Grizz made, quote, new inquiries, unquote, to the Nets. And while they do not appear inclined to include Jaron Jackson Jr. or Desmond Vayner in, in the offer, they are hopeful their five available first-round draft picks can entice Brooklyn. In addition, Sharania noted a Twitter post by Memphis All-Star John Morant at the KD requested a trade in late June, Caught a lot of attention for its obvious pro Durant sentiment. Uh, we're looking at t- a tampering charge. <clears throat> John Levette tweeted, Easy Money, when uh, it came out that, that, that Durant uh, had demanded a trade. <clears throat> the 12 time All Star is the one player on the trade market with the potential to, to significantly alter the NBA's landscape. If dealt before the 2022 23 season, and that will certainly be the case if he gets to a Memphis squad that doesn't give up any of his core players. A lineup of Durant more, uh, Durant, John ja Morant, Jaron Jackson Jr., Desmond Bain, and Dylan Brooks will be lethal. Memphis also counts Stephen Adams, Tyus Jones, Danny Green, Brandon Clark, and Zaire Williams among his role players, though so some of them will likely be included. Alongside the picks in a KD deal, in order to even out the salaries, the Nets have confirmed on their sky-high asking price since the 33, 33-year-old University of Texas product made his trade request. But the key question over the next two months is how the situation develops if he embarks on a holdout during training camp. It's the only way for Durant's side to garner some leverage since he's under contract through 2025-26. 20, as part of a four-year, $194.2 million contract. this deal That deal puts Brooklyn in a power position because the acquiring team will be getting the 2013-14 NBA MVP for an extended period rather than a short-term rental, thus increasing what they can ask in return. Memphis also faces plenty of competition on the trade market. The Boston Celtics, Miami Heat, and Toronto Raptors remain the most serious threats to land Durant. If the Nets can't convince him to return, it may become a situation where the first team to push its chips all in gets one of the league's best players. The Grizzlies don't necessarily have to make that type of move. They have a terrific young core and can bet on some natural progression over the next few seasons that could put them atop the championship conversation even without Durant. That said, the opportunity to land an elite scorer who could open up a ton more space for Morant to operate is an attractive option, despite the likely cost of every available first-rounder. Is it time for the Grizzlies to mortgage the future assets for perhaps the final piece of the puzzle, or will they remain patient in their title pursuit? An answer may be on the horizon.
4: You said all that. and the answer still no. No, right? right. Like it, it it doesn't make sense, especially knowing they were what, like a quarter away from being in the finals.
0: Like, I, no. We were in the West Finals, yes. In the Western it, Western like, Finals, like was was the second seed in the West last year. That season, yeah.
4: Like I, just, I just can't justify it, and I understand how much we like KD, like as a podcast, but no. um... And didn't last, well, it wasn't last week, it was two episodes ago, we were talking about, like, who could he go to? Memphis wasn't on the radar, <laughs> and they shouldn't be, because they're already a good team. We really need good teams to not try to intentionally be bad to have a superstar. We, we literally had a team called the Milwaukee Bucks, who I know somebody's going to say Giannis is a superstar, but aside from him, they wanna ring with no other stars. I think it's safe to say, like, if you play hard and you just win games, cool. You, you may have a better chance to win. Memphis is proven that. Mm-hmm. It, it just doesn't make sense. KD is not worth five picks, period.
1: Okay. Uh, I, I completely agree. Yeah, because, I mean, if they, were, if they were already a quarter away from the uh, Western Conference Finals, why would you mess up the chemistry? They have good chemistry right now. The only thing they need is they need Jared Jackson to stay out of foul trouble. If they can get him to stay out of foul and they
3: trouble. Also need Jared,
0: eh. And they also need Jared Jackson to stay healthy.
1: Well, yeah, that too. But, I mean, he's literally always in foul trouble because he just you know, he, he just can't keep his hands to himself. So, um, what? they got him to win a when it comes to foul trouble,
4: though, like I'll take, I'm sorry, not foul trouble, but like injuries and stuff like that. KD is also very injury prone. Sometimes it's like you don't feel like he's injured. You just feel like he's sitting out games to make sure he doesn't get injured. Yeah. That is, I, can't I can't leverage my team on that. I can't because le- how many games did KD play last year?
0: He played uh, 39. And, and he's worth five picks. I can't right. It. I, I want. right. First, I personally, want to hear. That.
4: <laughs> I, I want to hear from the audience. I want to hear from Dan Rod, Lord Smeeke, and Peter. Shout out to all three of you for actually being here, because like, as an NBA fan, I don't want to talk too much about it. It just it personally feels like some teams are willing to give away everything for a star. But the thing is, nobody is going to go to a small market like Memphis, including the KD. And the reason for it's not like the team's bad. Katie is looking completely past Memphis because he knows for a fact if they couldn't get past Golden State, they definitely won't be able to get past Golden State after they trade everything for him. So, at least that's my personal opinion. I would love to hear some other opinions on it, but okay. yeah,
3: sounds good.
0: Sounds good. Sounds good. Um, if you're listening, definitely um, add your add your comments, <clears throat> and your voice notes. Um, But we're going to, in the meantime, we're going to move right along and to our next Brooklyn story, which is Kyrie Irving. How about Kyrie Irving? Oh boy. The Nets have made it clear that they plan to keep the point guard, and they plan to keep Kyrie Irving amid Lakers buzz. The Brooklyn Nets have reportedly made clear to interested teams that they do not plan to trade point guard Kyrie Irving ahead of the 2022-23 NBA season. Shams of at the Athletic reported also today that Irving, <coughs> excuse me, who has been heavily linked to a potential reunion with LeBron James of the Los Angeles Lakers, have been, quote, holding constructive dialogue, unquote, with the Nets front office throughout the offseason. Brooklyn appears to be on the precipice of blowing up the star-studded roster for most of the summer, but it now may be trying to keep the band together. Brian Windhorse of ESPN reported Thursday that Irvin is, in, quote, invested, unquote, in remaining with the Nets, and the focus has shifted to Kevin Durant's decision following his trade request in late June. Windhorst says, quote, Right now, I think the Nets want to run this team back and they're hoping Kevin Durant agrees. The way way they're conducting trade talks and the prices they are asking has teams out there thinking they don't really want to trade Kevin Durant away. They want to bring this team back, unquote. Brooklyn was coming off a 2021-22 campaign that was riddled by injuries and drama. but The talent on the roster is enough to keep the team in the championship conversation. Durant, Irving, Ben Simmons, Joe Harris, and Seth Curry is a strong core. And Brooklyn also has plenty of depth, including Royce O'Neal, Nick Claston, Cam Thomas, Patty Mills, and T.J. Warren. <clears throat> Dayron Shark and Kes- Kessler Edwards can also, could also push for playing time. There are still questions about Durant's level of investment after seeking an exit and Simmons' ability to make an impact after sitting out all of last season but the skill in that rotation is enough to make a deep playoff run. The other interesting aspect of the recent reporting is is it appears Irving may stay in Brooklyn this season, even if a Durant trade eventually comes to fruition. It sounds like the point guard has found common ground with the franchise after picking up the player option for the final season of his four-year, $136.5 million contract. An adjustment period is on the horizon as he gets prepared to play alongside Simmons another traditionally ball dominant player, but having two players with vast experience running an offense on the floor together can create a lot of issues for opposing defenses. A lot can still change for the Nets before they tip off the regular season on October 19th against the New Orleans Pelicans, but an urban trade appears to be growing more unlikely.
4: Okay. So all that being said, um, uh, apparently, Lord Shamik didn't tell us something in one of his voicemails, but he told me this on the back channel. So, Lord Shamik messaged me and said, Greg, I've spoken to Vince McMahon's lawyer, and he said, just pay him to leave. Mm-hmm. And I thought he was talking about the women that he allegedly touched, right? He was talking about Kyrie Irving. Th- this entire time, I'm like, yo, what, what is what is Shamik doing? Like, he's talking about, we're like, what, what is this? Basically, is saying that they need to pay Kyrie to leave. Like, just give him money to go. Do the same thing that—who um, was the other bum who went to Boston, said he wanted to play in Boston, and then he left, and now he got waived? Um, wh- what is his name? Because nobody remembers because he was just, like, good a year ago when he was, like, with the Knicks, and then he became a bum.
3: Um, Kevin Walker.
4: Here. Look Emma at Walker. that. There we go. Exactly. Exactly. So when it comes to Kyrie Irving, if I'm the Brooklyn Nets, I'm not paying for you to be mediocre. Now, when I'm saying mediocre, I'm talking for him to be on the Brooklyn Nets and play at the caliber he's played. Now, the COVID stuff is done. Um, He doesn't have to worry about that. But let's not forget that he said on record that he won't be playing more than 60 games next season intentionally because he just doesn't want to do it why do you want him on your team
1: thank you exactly
4: what team would want that (laughs) i don't want that and the thing is it's starting to make me think that like the smaller market teams are like halfway smart except for memphis because i don't know what the hell q was talking about with that um small market teams aren't even talking about them because they're like you know what we're already good with, with what we have the knicks are even like you know what we're not putting our names in that hat fuck that I, they're still trying to pay poor Zingas his money. So there's that. Um, I just, I feel like Katie and Kyrie are just stuck there. I, I think they just have to live with it. They're in Brooklyn, which is already a decent market. They just either don't like the coach. They don't like the staff. But the thing is, like, you work here. You, you work here and you signed here. That's the difference in... You know, us everyday regular people who just have, you know, jobs that we go to for nine to fives and people who are, in my personal opinion, overpaid babies. People who are overpaid and now they just feel as though like they can just do and say whatever they want. Like, no, you can't just opt out of playing when you have a contract that you have to deal with. Maybe that's just me and my dumb logic. But what? Kyrie, um, Kyrie has—is he in his contract year, or how many years does he have left?
1: I'm not even sure.
4: Like, I, Lou, I don't even think it matters. You have—you're stuck there. You chose that. The thing is, all the decisions that have happened to both Katie and Kyrie are theirs and theirs alone. When somebody tells you they want to play with their friend on a certain team, and then they get bounced in the first round, and all of a sudden everybody wants to scram. No, you're stuck here. You can lose for us again if you want to. Trust me. The, the way that If I am like a CEO or like a president of an NBA franchise and I have a player who says he doesn't want to play, sure, you don't have to play. But guess what? You're going to fill these seats. We have to make the money off the back end. You're going to all the schools. You're going to do all the fucking events because guess what? You chose this. This is the decision that you've made and you don't have an option because it has to be. It has to be
1: well, that way. Well, and here's the thing that I think too, with like today's NBA and probably the past five years, is that players in the NBA, like now, like the not all the veterans, but some of the veterans, it's like they're they don't even want to actually play for the championship. They just want to they just want to get paid, and that's it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So and I and I know other front offices see this too from Duran from Kyrie uh you know uh, there's probably a good handful of other uh, you know stars like that too what I mean Greg said it earlier what team would want somebody like that oh well we'll pay you you know 180 million over uh three years but you pro- we probably don't have any chance of, of uh winning a championship oh that's fine that's fine i mean why just to sell merchandise <clears throat> yep yep mm-hmm. which is scary to think
4: it's scary to think about lou because like these players negotiated their contracts right they negotiated meaning like you chose how many years your agent mm-hmm. chose them which means they talked for you but they also knew this is how long you wanted to be here because you have business ventures in this place in this place in this place how is it that from what i'm gathering The most problematic players have the most structured contracts that they don't want to honor. Like, I feel like Kyrie, like, yeah, his contract has been structured from the moment he hit the league. The same thing with KD. They're like, you know what? We'll give you the world. Just honor your fucking contract. Teams have honored their contracts to these two players. They just have said, you know what? I want to do what I want to do right now. And it's not just them. There are other players in different leagues. Um, Honestly, if we want, you know, if I can just step back, even with like wrestling, there are a lot of disgruntled overpaid part-timers on a lot, on a lot of these wrestling, you know, federations or companies and stuff like that, because Mm -hmm. they feel as though like, no, I'm, I'm the big ticket. Yeah. You're the big ticket, but like, you're not doing what was contractually agreed upon. So, I'm expecting in the next I say 3 to 5 years. Yeah, they're going to pay these players x amount of dollars and you're going to see, "Oh, this person is the largest paid player ever." But there's going to be so many fucking incentives in that, that
1: right, conditions they, and everything.
4: Yeah. Yeah, and I'm sure that there already are conditions like I know we talked about um I know Q brought it up a couple of weeks ago about a player uh Kyle Murray who he has to take like classes and he has to watch film and stuff like that so that, that
3: was
0: like, yeah. so that provision was that provision actually was struck from his contract so he doesn't so it's not in his contract anymore that that is fucking ridiculous i, I like it <laughs> i
4: feel like and I, i'm I, I sound like a complete asshole when i say this but i'm like oh at some point we have to start protecting the teams and you know somebody's like damn that sounds real like right wing of greg but it's more so like, if we don't protect these teams, then we end up having these inflated ass prices because you got to pay these inflated ass non playing players. Um, I'll give you a perfect example. What three seasons ago? Do you know how many people lost money on FanDuel weekly, daily because the San Antonio Spurs
1: would just bitch mm-hmm. everybody mm-hmm. because they just chose to. And, and that's so just where the like, load. That's where load management came into into uh, effect.
4: Exactly. So just imagine, like, Kyrie just contractually putting in his agreement, hey, $50 million a year, but you know what you have to do? Um, Not play me for 60 games. And then it's like all all these, like, little, like, caveats to it. Can't play 60 games. We can't, you know, I'm not playing any back-to-backs. I'm like, wait, so if if you're not playing back-to-backs, what happens when you are at, like, game 34? And wear it like March, because you you might have tweaked your ankle or something like that. Because there's always something with Kyrie, right? You say you don't want to play yeah. 60 games. Well, what is the caveat to not playing these 60 games? If you play 56, then we take half your contract. Yeah. I, I think that's a I think that's a good medium right there. And, what, and what, what,
1: what what if it comes what, down to like late, late? What if it comes down late in the season, where they have a back to back in a regular season? To maybe move a seed higher in the playoffs or even make the playoffs. Yeah. But I mean that is that that's what pisses me off
4: the most, is because I'm still a fan of sports at the end of the day. But do you know how mm -hmm. pissed off I would be? We just we started the show talking about like tickets and like stuff like that. Imagine going and paying $220 to see one of your favorite Cavaliers play or shit, like just anybody in the league, and they just say, you know, it's a rest day. It's a what? It's a right. fucking rest right. day. They, they had three game, They had three days off. They literally had two travel days. They had a practice day. And then he decided he just didn't want to play. And this is coming from somebody who, as a fan of Allen Iverson, I literally watched, And I've talked about this many times. Q was with me. We literally went to a bar. And Allen Iverson was sitting right beside us. In a game that he was supposed to be playing, he's watching. The Wizards <laughs> were playing the fucking Denver Nuggets. And I'm looking at him like, like yo, like... It's saying that he's questionable with an ankle injury. He is out here dancing his ass off. He's on a <laughs> dance floor, like, doing salsa dances and shit with a woman. I'm like, what the fuck is going What? Oh this, this is what we're doing? So, when it comes to, like, the Kyries and stuff like that, sure, you have your demands. You have all your requests and stuff. But at some point, somebody has to say, when I say somebody, I'm talking about the league. They need to step up. I feel like uh, Silver... He's a little bit of a pussy when it comes to, like, his favorite people. Um, he, They've gotten really, like, frugal with the way that they, like, treat the fans. But then they'll go and break the bank for the players. It's like, okay, you, you're paying LeBron. I get that. He's going to show up when he's supposed to show up. And I feel like I advocate for LeBron in that regard. But then at the flip of the coin, you have, like, a Kyrie who plays half the games that LeBron played last year also is often injured with injuries nobody can ever figure out where they came from because he didn't play in order to get injured. What so is that? But then he's telling the team what the fuck he wants to do. Now, it'd be different if he was the only person on that team, but you also have KD, who pretty much is telling you, it's not that I don't want to play with the guy who doesn't want to play here. I don't want to play because I don't like the coach. A One
3: coach of he
0: that he me advocated get
4: hired yes q not only advocated that coach got them to the playoffs that team lost in the first round steve nash didn't lose the fucking first round of the playoffs that team did trust me when i looked at the sidelines and i saw steve nash's uh head in his hands and shit i'm like oh so he just he's just as confused as we are truthfully as a celtics fan i looked at him like there's no fucking way this happened
1: like what for and all you got a you got to remember, uh, two years ago, Kevin Durant was half of a foot or the like, the front of his, his shoe tra- away, his, his big, big tra- toe from, from making it to the finals. Yep. So, you know, yep. s- say say what you want. I mean, not you, Greg. I am saying, you know, Durant or you know whoever. I am just, just, it, it's like they change your mind on a drop of a dime you know yeah oh i love it here i love it oh nope. i don't like it here no more i don't like the coach i
4: mean like is
1: is it is it new
4: york is it the rats is it the taxes like what the fuck (laughs) is it
3: like that honestly just has
4: like and mind you like katie's had every opportunity to pick his team he picked his team it's not like somebody said you know what we're gonna do like you know boston did and just trade our big three because you know what like we're, we're trying to revamp katie said you know what I'm going to leave a championship team that I was destined to win with because I want to do it on my own. And you know what he did? He joined a team with somebody else that acts like him. And I think, honestly, that's what, in my personal opinion, is a determining factor with this whole like Brooklyn Nets thing is Katie finally matched somebody's ego in Kyrie. And I feel like they are friends, but they can't stand each other. Like, you ever had a friend and you like, damn, like, I can't really fucking stand them? I just don't understand why. Like, right. I, I just feel like they're, friend, they're friends because of basketball. And they could be friends off the court and stuff like that, but they didn't have to deal with each other for 82 fucking games. Mm-hmm. And they also, and again, this is me playing devil's advocate, there, wasn't, there is no Draymond on that team to tell them, like, yo, y'all are being absolute bitches right now. Like, we <laughs> literally... Lost in the first round. Nobody has humbled that team and said, yo, like we got three. Well, we had three all stars on this team, a former uh, two time dunk champion and a whole bunch of other people who probably had accolades if they were actually good. Right. That's the Brooklyn Nets in my head. When I think about the Brooklyn Nets, I'm like, OK, there's three people that I can recognize and everybody else is either somebody that nobody wanted or somebody who is like, you know what, I can get a quick ring off of Katie and Kyrie. Because those are the only two proven people who want to ring. They didn't even give a fuck about James Harden. They're like, oh, when he left, it was like, hey, guess what? We're already in the playoffs now, baby. Thank you for getting us where we were getting. And then when you realize, yo, if James Harden wasn't the problem, then who the fuck was it? He had to humble himself. He's in Philly comfortable right now. So I wouldn't be surprised to see Philly in first place next year. Right. Well, I'm sorry, right. this season. Because at this point, he's like, oh, no, I get it now. Everybody thought it was me. And I thought it was him. I still think it's him. I think him and Embiid are the most head-ass people in the league. Like, I feel like they can't really deal with each other. But then again, Embiid, he says a lot of shit. Like, he reminds me of, like, Gilbert Arenas. Like, he's kind of like the locker room jokester. And he says shit that he doesn't really mean to be, like, malicious. But it's going to come off that way. And people aren't going to like him for it. But going back to Kyrie and KD, them two, I just feel like they don't stand. Like, they can't stand each other because they just aren't really built. To lead a team, and Brooklyn, I hate the fact that I'm about to say this: the Brooklyn Nets don't have a leader. They they don't have a Steph. They don't have a LeBron. They they have two guys who are. They great don't have in their they don't Yeah, have yeah. Thank, thank you, Q. That, that's exactly what I meant. Um, I'll land there because that. But do you, how do y'all feel about that statement, though? Do you feel like either one of them are alphas when it comes to Brooklyn? And if so,
0: who? No, 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 not at no. all. I mean, just, just, just just go, let's just go back. Let's, let's, let's go back in the way back machine and look at Kevin Durant's career. When he was in Oklahoma City, we knew who the alpha was in Oklahoma City. It was Russell Westbrook. He was the he was the emotional leader of the team. Kevin Durant, right, he was the star. He was the star, but Russell Westbrook was the engine. That Russell Westbrook and Serge Ibaka were the engine, the glue that kept that team together. Russell Westbrook's intensity, Serge Ibaka's leadership, <clears throat> and then they brought, you know they brought in Kendrick Perkins and all that you know whatever, and Stephen Adams. But it was Russell Westbrook who was the engine of that team. Kevin Durant was the star, but he always played a secondary role to, to Russ. Without Russ's intensity, Oklahoma City goes nowhere. <clears throat> Let's go back to his time in Golden State. We knew who the alpha was in Golden State. It was Steph Curry. We knew who the glue guy was in, in Golden State. Draymond Green. Who ain't afraid to get up in your face? Cause that that, that Detroit Michigan mentality is like, motherfucker, shut up and fucking play. <laughs> motherfucker shit. like that that famous meme where he's in his face, like when uh uh is, is in his face, like, did get, 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 get motherfucker shut the fuck up and play, bitch. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and, and Kevin,
0: Durant that not, Kevin Durant is not an, he's not an alpha. He's not the lead dog. He's not the lead dog. He's not an like. He's not that emotional type of player that can galvanize his team to say, you know what, fuck this shit. We're going. To, we're going to go out here. We're going to ball out and win or lose. We're going to ball out. He's not that. Never has been that. Never will be that. He's trying to be that now because Brooklyn doesn't have that player. They have glimpses of it, with like. Steph Curry, but he's not Steph. They, you know they they have glimpses of that, like even <clears throat> like if you think of a Blake Griffin, he was never that. Even with the Clippers, it was always Chris Paul. It was Chris. Chris Paul was that emotional leader on the team. That you know what? I don't care how down we are. I don't care. All of the, you know, all of those different things. We are gonna come out here and we are gonna punch somebody in the fucking mouth. And if we get punched in the mouth, we gonna punch back. That, that's not who Durant is. He's not that. And I think mean, like let's let's look at the teams that are trying to trade. Him. Look at the teams that are trying to trade, that like are like actively trying to trade for Durant. You have the Memphis Grizzlies. John Morant is that dude. I don't fuck y'all. We coming out here and we coming to fight. Miami, Jimmy Butler, the epitome of I'm gonna punch you in the fucking mouth and you punch me back and I'll punch you back. Boss, oh, so let me. Go on, go, so cute. I mean, me. Just, yeah, just just look at just look at the team. Just look at the teams that are trying to trade for him. They have those alpha type dudes that it mm-hmm. dudes leadership. And Azu- toughness. Like, Kevin Durant is not a tough guy. He so so let me ask you a question teams. real
4: quick, Q. Do you feel yeah. like that's why, when it comes to, like, the younger players who come in the league, they don't see these guys, guys that they look up to. Like, do you feel like they aren't threatened by them because they know their behavior? Like, I, I don't know. give a, a, a way, way. way. Yes, yeah. go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Like, when I, when I see, like, the Lucas of the world, stuff like that. They're not threatened by KD and LeBron, even Stephanie They're like, oh, like they, they see I'm them gonna, as like, like, it, it's like go, when you, you,
0: you throw a punch, I'm going to throw a punch. Yeah.
4: Like, I, I guess the only analogy I really have is they are like the freshmen who made varsity because they know they're good. And then there's that varsity mm-hmm. player who's just honestly been on the team long enough that everybody's like, oh, well. You can't talk to him that way because he's been on the team for three years. And it's like, yeah, but this is a walk-on <laughs> freshman who's clearly better. Like, he's clearly better than you. Mm, that's than a I great see. analogy. A and
0: great that,
3: analogy. that's
4: how a lot of these players are, though. A lot of these rookies are coming in, and they're challenging them. Didn't one of the, the rookies that got drafted this year, he already, he said, like, yo, like, LeBron's not his goat. And I was like, oh, I like that. I like. I think that was uh, pa- like,
0: Paolo Manchero, the number yeah. one Yeah.
4: Yeah, I, I like players like that. Now, mind you, he can go and he can end up being a bust. He can end up getting shit on and dunked on by LeBron. Cool. But I like that energy because what's happening, and this is across the board in all sports, we're starting to have these people who have gotten their superstar status, and it can't be taken away from them because of who they are and like kind of like the accolades they've had. But mm-hmm. when you think about it, it's like, oh, like, yeah, you were a superstar then. You're not a superstar now. You're like Karl Malone on the Lakers. Like you're just you're just doing shit. Like you're just here to be here. You're not here to win. KD's not here to win. KD is here to honestly make his money and, and just build his spectacle. brand. Yeah, and,
0: and, and like and build and that's, his
4: brand. You you just said it right there. Everybody's brand ain't good no more. Everybody's if you look at a lot of players' brands, they fuck their brands up by being their personalities. And thankfully, we have shit like social media and stuff like that. Like. Can you think about like 1993, 1994? Like, you wouldn't hear the shit out of like Charles Barkley and Shaq and Penny and Jordan and all. Like, oh, like it makes you look like a whole bitch. And I, I have to say it that way because when I see these players arguing with their fans on Twitter and shit like that, I'm like, I thought nothing got to you. I thought you were a bigger person. I, you know, it's like, like th- it, it doesn't make sense to me. So you're making all this money and I, I don't want to keep bringing the money thing up. I'm like, oh, but this is who you are. Like, you're really mm-hmm. sensitive about your shit, but the thing is, you can't be sensitive and then not produce. That's like me going to my job and then blaming like my, my like feelings on my poor production. No, like mm-mm. they're paying me a salary, I do a fucking job. Like, I can not go to my what, boss know, and be like, "You know what? I just don't feel that way today. You know, today I just need you know to what's... just
3: oh, go ahead.
0: You know You know what? That was a conversation I was having earlier with someone." And we would talk about like just the, the role of like being a supervisor and everything, and how like I, both our managers would you know do your job, don't make me like. It, it comes to a point, like okay, as a supervisor, I have a subordinate that fucks up, doesn't do what you know whatever they've been asked to do. Like you have a report. You know the heat's gonna come down on the leader first from the higher up. It's gonna come down on the leader first. You best believe if the heat's coming on me, if it, if if my neck is on fire, if my neck is if my neck is hot, your your neck is on fucking fire. And how people like like a supervisor doesn't fire a person, does not doesn't fire a subordinate. The subordinate fires themselves because it's your fault, not mine. I told, I gave you the challenge. You didn't complete it. Not my fault. You didn't do the job. So if the hammer got to come down, it's going to come down on you because I'm going to protect my job, right? And and, and, and and it's the same way. And it's the same. It's the same way with, with these NBA players. Like right? you're not doing your job. Okay, of course the hammer's going to come down on the head coach, but the alpha needs to come down on players too. Because the play, you know, the coach can only tell, can can give you insight, can suggest, can motivate. But if the player doesn't, if the player doesn't perform up to their ability, I think that he, I think a lot of the heat needs to be transferred from the coaches. And I know that it's easier to replace a coach than it is to replace a, a player. But the heat need to come down on the players. And he's come down on the players, yeah.
3: Because you're you're getting paid
0: these you're getting paid these millions of dollars, and Kevin Durant plays forty eight million dollars. You mm-hmm. signed this contract. You're you and your agent. And it may have been mostly his agent, but you signed off on the dotted line. Some motherfucker yeah. play.
3: Yeah. Listen, My
0: thing is.
4: Even if you sign the contract, I, I agree, like, you sign the contract, so you should be getting paid this much, but this should also be, like, demotions. That's why when I see players get fined, like, $100,000 and stuff, I used to think it was, like, a lot of money. But to them, that's just, like, getting it's a ma- chicken the from McDonald's. No, like, when I see, like, oh, they got fined $100,000 because they decided that, you know, a technical foul or, or the most mundane shit. Mm-hmm. To us, it's like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, $100,000 is a lot of money. To them, it's like, yo, I spent $100,000 on sneakers. A month. And you're like, what the fuck? How?
0: I spent $100,000 $100, on the, I spent $100,000 in the club on the weekend.
4: Yes. So, with the players, and I, I don't want to touch on it too long, but I'll just say, there are a lot of players, there are a lot of people in general who are entitled because they don't have the right people around them to say, yo, like you, you realize there have been a lot of athletes in your position that fucked up their careers, either wasting money or honestly just not, I don't want to say playing their role but honestly, just being the superstar that they are like, how do, how do you not know that you're in a league with LeBron James? And you see how his career has gotten him to be the most paid player in NBA history. And here you are talking about you want to have your fucking coach fire after they got you. Where were they? Boston? I'm sorry, not Boston. Brooklyn was like, what, number three in the league? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, at least on the Eastern mm-hmm. Conference. right? I want to say they were like mm-hmm. third or fourth. No, because um, if Boston was what, two seed, they were what, six seed? So they're still in the fucking playoffs, right? So well, they the seven might,
1: feet. They're seven oh, yeah, feet. Yeah, but, yeah, You're talking last yeah. season? Yeah, seven. Yeah. yeah. But here's the thing.
4: Y'all were in without
1: Kyrie. You lost
4: James, and then you end up having, you know, KD, who attempted to produce while he could. But it's not the coach's fault. I have to put that solely on KD. So at some point, we have to start asking ourselves, when it comes to these players, like at what point do we say, you know what, it's actually you. You're the problem. And then, as a teammate to that player, nobody ever mentions this shit. None of the articles on Athletic, on Yahoo Sports, none of them ever say, yeah, yo, like, how the fuck does Blake Griffin feel about that shit?
0: He had an opportunity to go in Se- there right <clears throat> <throat> this Or how does Seth Curry feel about that? Someone that was yeah. undrafted in the league had to earn his chops. Yeah. Had to earn his chops because he was... Not Steph Curry, because he wasn't named Steph Curry. Yes.
4: But Q here's the thing. The reason why I talk about Blake Griffin is because of the fact he decided he wanted to go with KD. Thinking that and he had an offer from Golden State. I imagine being that person. Knowing that the team that you declined an offer from. Yeah, no, or but imagine the team that you did. but Q, just imagine being on the team. That or not being on the team, but having an offer from a team that won that ring, and then you end up on this team, and you, you can't predict the future. But it's like now looking at it, it's like, yo, he don't really want to play with y'all. Y'all were just there as like, like substitutes. Cannon, just like, cannon fodder. Yeah. And it's like, yo, how do you how do you feel about that? Because trust me, I feel like that about Udonis Has- uh Haslam. If I, if I could just give a brief award, the Adam Gates, why are you still here award? They, on Twitter today, really made Udonis Haslam sound like he is the greatest fucking player in the world because he is like the third player to like be on his team forever. Nobody ever mentions he hasn't done a fucking thing in seven seasons.
1: Like, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just sitting here like, what, what the fuck are we doing here? Like, it, and it, dude literally sits at the end of the bench. <laughs> he sits with the fucking coaches and the,
0: yeah. the people who massage him. He is essentially a coach on the team. Yeah,
4: I'm sitting there, I'm not, not, mind you, I'm not taking away who he was as a player. I'm not talking about that. My thing is, the media made it seem as though, like, he had done something positive. And I'm not trying to go back to the KD thing, I'm honestly kind of done with that. But tying it all in, like, we start giving a lot of people who are doing the bare minimum in sports, all of the favors, like, giving them all the spoils. Like, you realize, like, you really haven't done shit. Like, nobody's told KD, like, you know what? Outside of Golden State, you, you've been a, a loser, like, your entire NBA career. You, you've been a fucking loser. If somebody was real and said that shit to him, like, oh, yeah, like, I'm waiting for something, and I'm sure somebody's told him this on Twitter, and it probably didn't go over well. He probably, like, blocked him on his burner accounts and shit like that, Talk shit about him. Cool. My issue is somebody in the league, Steve Nash, needs to be like, yo, like, you thought you were going to get Steve Kerr out of me. I'm not Steve Kerr. That, that's what he thought he was doing. He's like, I'm going to give me a white coach that's comparable to Steve Kerr. He's won all these rings. Blah, 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 blah. You know, like Steve Nash really ain't one shit either. Steve
3: said, Nash has
4: one. Like I said, he won. hasn't really won shit. He had, JaVale McGee. Come on now. Like, I can only <laughs> bring that as an equivalent. He's a four-time champion. Yeah, but when, when people come like... Yeah, but Q, how many people have rings right now that it don't matter? Like, you couldn't... I couldn't tell you the Lakers who won the bubble, like, the bubble championship. Like, I don't even remember who's on that mm-hmm. roster anymore. I don't.
0: Because,
3: JaVale McGee, with,
0: Ray John Rondo,
4: <laughs> Danny Green. Yeah. Th- think about how many players right now that were on the Kansas City Chiefs that are scrubs. Le'Veon Bell. Hello. Couldn't get it done in Pittsburgh, you piece of shit, but you can do it in Kansas City. And you, you and got, and what, could, nine could, yards
0: in the Super Bowl? Could, couldn't nine could, fucking yards. Couldn't do it in Pittsburgh. Couldn't do it with the Jets. And nine but yards you, in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Nine yards.
4: As a third string running back. Third string. But that's, again, another story for another day. I'll land my plane by saying this. I'm going to make it real crystal clear. Um, when it comes to KD. I'm tired of teams saying what they would offer for KD. KD needs to offer some shit. What what the fuck would it take for you to go to a team that you're going to be happy with? If KD can answer that question and there's a team that's willing to pay him, you know what? Cool. I'm completely fine with it. KD has not once told anybody what's going to make him happy. They asked him if he wanted to play in Washington. Washington made sure that they got rid of Wall and made sure that he was, you know, that team was good in order to get KD. You know what he said? I don't want to play at home. Cool. They asked him if he wanted to play with LeBron and Lakers. No, I'm going to do it on my own. Do you want to return to Golden State? No, I want to do it on my own. Cool. Did you want to fucking go and play with a Dame in Portland because that's the best fit for you? We made room for you. We got the cap for you. You know what he said? Absolutely not. They said, you know what? Why don't you come and play with Jimmy in Miami? No, I know where I want to go. Okay. What about the Knicks? See, I, would, I like New York, but I don't like them. So everybody's like, okay, cool. He'll make a fit in Brooklyn. Goes to Brooklyn with a whole bunch of scrubs. And they're like, you know what? We got to get him a second piece. All the free agents that year, he said, you know what? Kyrie urgent. I'm like, "Yo, you would have been better with fucking Kimba. Like, what are we doing? What, what the fuck are we doing? And then it's like, you know what? We're going to get James Harden. Like, So you had the team leverage everything for you. And now they're stuck with nothing. So you think a team that's literally stuck with nothing other than you is going to be like, you know what? We're just going to give you up to. No, motherfucker. You, stu- you are here with us. We both on this bad date. We both are going to have a terrible ass night. And you're probably going to have to give me some ass at the end of it because I don't give I don't care at this point. Like we we have somebody's getting laid and it's not going to be me. It's going to be you. I'm laying you down. So, Katie, you're getting laid down because at some point you have to grow up. Between the burner accounts, the, you know, yelling at Skip and all of them on Twitter and shit like that. Bro, they are looking at you like a man child. And. Even if this shit isn't true, all of these articles and stuff aren't true, who in the fuck is there that is saying this stuff? It's somebody in right. your camp. Mm-hmm. It always results to somebody in your camp. So you went and told somebody, you're frustrated. Who the fuck just comes out in the woodwork and says, you know what, you know, Katie and them laws, he just doesn't want Steve Nash. No, nobody just comes and concocts that shit. Somebody right, in you your know. camp is a mole. So you need to fix that shit. So from now on, whenever, you know, we have this where's uh, Katie going, the fucking Brooklyn Nets. That's where he's going. He's going to goddamn warm ups and practice because he's not going anywhere. And if he does, I'll be the first person to get on this show and apologize. I'm going to tell you the last time that's happened. The last time that happened, I ended up drinking in the car with Q on the phone when James Harden got
1: traded. I vividly remember that day. Right, nobody well, knew let, let, let me just say this. This is the last thing sure. I'm going to say on KD, and then we can move on. I mentioned this last week. Don't be surprised if KD ends up in Philly in the next couple of years with Harden. Somehow, oh some way. Don't be surprised. And if he does end up in Philly with Harden, I'll just, I'll, yeah, I'll be smiling ear to ear, yeah, because I called it. <laughs> That's it. That's all if, I'm saying if, on it. If that if that happens, I owe Lou fifty bucks.
4: Oh my gosh, I, I owe me, Lou fifty bucks because let, let me not call only uh, is that, let me call Katie's agent right now. <laughs> yeah, call him now and be like, you know what, just go to Philly. Lou's getting fifty, so I just wow, <laughs> man. just
0: crazy. Point well. That was <clears throat> that was a great conversation. There was one more story in the I want to talk about. It was uh, the Knicks up in their office for Donovan Mitchell. Uh, Screw that. Talk about that next week. Um, I want to I want us to move on to the NFL, and, and y'all see that um, the title of the show is "If the Shoe Fits." Be John Gruden. So it came out last week. Came out late last week. It was uh, Thursday or Friday last week that there was an offer made that to Tom Brady and to Rob Gronkowski to come to, to come to the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, the the point person in that deal was Dana White. Dana White. Um, like advocated for Brady and Brock to come to Vegas, but a certain former, now former head coach, we know who he is. <laughs> we know who he is. Uh, one John Gruden vetoed the deal. <clears throat> so here's. The, let me read the story real quick. Tom Brady and Ron Gronkowski could have gone to Silver and Black in 2020 and 2021, but apparently former Las Vegas Raiders head coach John Gruden wasn't too fond of the idea. USC President Dana White said Saturday during an appearance on UFC 278 with the Bronx for ESPN that he had a deal done for Brady and Gronkowski to join the Raiders in 2020, but Gruden, quote, blew up the deal, unquote. Dana White said the following: quote, I'm the one. I've worked to put that deal together for Brady and Gronk to come to the Raiders, and it was almost a done deal. And at the last minute, Gruden blew up the deal and said that he didn't want him, and all hell broke all hell broke loose, man. It was crazy. And Brady was already looking at houses, and it wasn't being said yet that Gronk was coming. So Las Vegas would have had Brady and Gronk that year, that the year that the Bucks won the Super Bowl except Gruden blew up the deal, unquote. Gronkowski is essentially confirmed the story when responding to White, saying, quote, and Dana, that is exactly what happened and you just told the story. It worked out for the best and I'm glad it did not go through, unquote. The news of White contacting Brady is hardly a surprise, though. The UFC boss called the now seven-time Super Bowl champion during an Instagram Live session in March 2020 and pitched him on joining the Raiders. He said, quote, Las Vegas would love to have you here with the Raiders. The stadium, the facility is incredible. The training facility that they have outside of Vegas is unbelievable. It's a 45-minute flight from L.A. Your kids and your family can live there and fly back and forth. We want you to come to the Raiders. You know I've been pitching you now for a month. Come on, brother. Get to Vegas. At the time... Brady said that he was being patient and going through the process of searching for a new team for the first time in his career after a 20-year stint with the New England Patriots. However, based on Wright's story, it seems like he was more than ready to suit up for the Raiders. The only question is, why would Gruden put the kibosh on such a deal? Adding Brady and Gronkowski to an offensive unit that already included Darren Waller, Josh Jacobs, and Hunter Renfro could have put the Raiders among the NFL's elite. Las Vegas went on who finished second in the AFC West with an 8-8 record during the 2020 campaign, and they missed the playoffs with the fourth straight season. It marked the third straight year the Raiders missed the playoffs and Gruden's return to the franchise They previously coached the team from 1999 to 2001. Brady and Gronkowski, meanwhile, teamed up to lead the Barclayers to a second-place finish in the AFC South with an 11-5 record. They've been bulldozed the Washington Banders, the New Orleans, New Orleans Saints, the Green Bay Packers, and the Kansas City Chiefs en route to a Super Bowl title. You can put this down as arguably one of the biggest what in NFL history. Go for it. I fucking told y'all. I told you this
4: fucking shit. Two years. I know I did. And Lou can <laughs> attest to it. I said, you know what? They're trying to get Derek Carr out of there. Brady would be a perfect fucking fit. He would be the first real quarterback in Vegas that they had. They had all the right pieces. They had Darren Waller. I'm like, yo, Lou, please tell me I did not say this. No, you did. I, you, I know. 100% for you did. fact, I said this shit. And I'm sitting there, like, yo, like, why not? And I know I've said it for a few quarterbacks. I even said this shit about Aaron Rodgers. I was like, okay, like, Just trade straight up Derek Carr for Aaron Rodgers. Then you still end up getting Devontae Adams in a two-for-one. So it's like it it worked out. But with Brady, I know how close he is to Dana White. They're like really close friends. Like Dana talks about him on Twitter and shit all the fucking time. He mentions him in interviews that he doesn't even really have to mention him in. But I'm like thinking about everything that Q just said. I only have one like sentence that I can actually say. There's still a chance he might go there this year. Hmm. Hear, hear me out. There's there is still a chance he might end up there this year. Um. Brady liked Bruce Arians. Todd Bowles is going to fuck it up. At some point. And. Luckily. They have enough leverage. That if Brady says. That he wants to go somewhere else. That's where he's going to go. And the only reason I can see him going there. Is for all the reasons you said. His family being in LA. Him being near LeBron. And more importantly. Vegas knows one thing. If we all don't know it already. Derek Carr's a good quarterback, but he's not Tom Brady. But hearing that news fucked me up even more. I'm really, really upset. Y'all had a chance to get Brady, and the terrible Gruden brother said no. The the bad (laughs) Gruden brother said no. Like, whose careers have... Actually, you know what? I blame john gruden for everything for the redskins at the time now the commanders i blame him for the oakland raid. i blame him from oakland moving from oakland to vegas i blame him for marshawn lynch's dui last month i blame him for (laughs) the the player who ended up you know killing that young lady and the dog and he you know go to prison Henry Ruggs. I blame him for uh, for Darren Waller's injury last season. I blame him for the fact that Antonio Brown, even though he got that concussion before he moved to Oakland, the fact that he even signed with Oakland and then barely played a half of—he didn't even play a game, did he? No, he didn't
0: play because he did of not Rudy. play a regular season game. He did not play. It, Can't they just, cut him. They cut him.
4: Yes. And you know what happened when they cut him. Who won the Super Bowl that year?
0: Oh, the New England Patriots, even though he was on the roster for one game.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, the New England Patriots won the Super Bowl that year, right? But I I don't believe that they gave Antonio Brown the the right to have a ring with them because they cut him as well, right?
0: But then... Yeah, they cut him after one game because of the the, the sexual... uh, Allegations, a- exactly. Yeah. yeah.
4: But then you know who he, you know who he signs with. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. What happened? They were what a game away from winning the Super Bowl and stuff like that. And I I've know. been saying this.
0: They won the Super but, Bowl when he when he signed. That's in twenty twenty. They won the Super Bowl. So he Bowl. does have a Super Bowl ring. I know it wasn't tripping, right? I know
4: he has a Super yeah. Bowl ring. So technically, no, yeah. technically, he has two. Technically, has yes,
1: because well, even with. I, I, no. Isn't there, like, a rule <laughs> you have to play so many games or, or log so many minutes or something like that?
4: But that's the thing. If he played one game in New England and they won a ring, that's like um, – I forgot who the player was who – with the Rams this year. Like, he was there in the beginning of the season, and he got treated after one game, and he still ended up getting the ring regardless of which oh, team really? he was on. Yeah, they were talking about that all during yeah. the Super Bowl. I forgot who that was. Like, if you guys can let us know in the um, in the voice notes – I know Dan Ross still here, Shamit and Green Goddess. but. Yeah, if y'all could tell me, like, who is that player who they were with um, Cincinnati. So they played with Cincinnati during the Super Bowl, but they were also with the Rams, the preseason and the beginning of the season. And they ended up getting waived and then signed to Cincinnati. So regardless of who won that Super Bowl in uh, February, they were going to get a ring. And he ended up getting one.
1: But I'm trying to think, too. I can't think of who it is.
4: And it it was some like obscure person. I think it was like a a free safety or something. But if somebody could fact check and let me know also if Antonio Brown got a ring with that New England team, because technically he should have two Super Bowl rings right now. If he has two Super Bowl rings, we need to start discussing where he falls in the the Hall of Fame of wide receivers, because all the records he has solo and then he has two Super Bowl rings. We got to start talking. Because, uh, again, again, the Buccaneers only went as far as Antonio Brown let them. Antonio Brown did what he did. They never won again. And even though Lou s- spoke up an injury last week that I didn't want to bring up, but um, apparently Mike Evans is injured now, too. So... uh,
1: Yeah, I think does. Yeah, so okay so Antonio, i'm sorry i don't mean to cut you off antonio brown has only got one super bowl and that was with the buccaneers
4: damn they did they really
1: oh we got a petition we we have to fucking petition that hurts
0: (laughs) they did not get my man the new england ring
4: wow wow that hurts (laughs) that really hurts he just (laughs) heard that ring bro wow that sucks. Wait, so, does that mean Nikhil Harry has a Super Bowl? No, I don't think he was with the team at that point, because I was going to say. No,
0: he was He, he was drafted the year he was drafted the year that um, that Birdie left. Thank God. Thank God.
4: I would have been so hurt if Nikhil Harry ever got a Super Bowl ring, because boy is he ass, but wow, man. Mm-mm-mm. John Gruden, this is your fault, man. It's your
3: fault. I ain't got nothing it else. Can't... I'm just
0: so I want to I want to stay on this I want to stay on this on this Raiders tip on this Raiders tip um, because it's next then our next story is um and it's a relatively valid question the Raiders are the Raiders weaknesses too much for for Vegas to overcome in 2022 but I'm gonna just read the story read the scenario out. To say it was an, a wild offseason in the AFC West is the mother of all understatements. In an effort to dethrone the six-time reigning division champion, Kansas City Chiefs, the other three teams all went buck wild adding impact players. For the Los Angeles Chargers it meant overhauling the defense with the addition of edge rusher Khalil Mack and cornerback J.C. Jackson, the Denver Broncos added a Super Bowl champion quarterback, Russell Wilson and the Las Vegas Raiders added big names on both sides of the ball by signing edge rusher Chandler Jones and trading for superstar rival receiver Devontae Adams. That those additions include the Raiders team that made the postseason in 2021 goes without saying. But amid all of the hype from those additions, there's something else that isn't being said. While the Raiders have more than a few strengths, there are also weaknesses on both sides of the ball potentially glaring weaknesses, the kinds of weaknesses that could ruin the team's chances of winning what may well be the toughest division in the NFL. The Raiders weren't exactly hurting for skill, position, talent, or offense, even before Adams came to town. Wide receiver Hunter Renfro caught 103 passes, topped 1,000 yards, and scored nine touchdowns in a breakout 2021 campaign. As recently as two years ago, tight end Darren Waller caught 107 passes for almost 1,200 yards. Running back Josh Jacobs eclipsed 1,200 total yards last season, and now the team has an alpha receiver in Adams. That's quite a bit of firepower for quarterback Derek Carr, who was fifth in the league with 4,804 passing yards in 2021. He was also fifth in the league in completion percentage last season. He's one of the more more underrated veteran starters at his position in the league. But all that firepower will be of little help to Carr if he's constantly running for his life. Last year, he was sacked 40 times, tied for fifth most. Heading into 2022, Pro Football Focus ranked the Raiders offensive line as the fourth worst in the league. If the preseason has been any indication, that ranking may have been too generous. While speaking to reporters last this week, Raiders head coach Josh Josh McDaniels admitted that, that that line admitted that line was a work in progress. McDaniels said, "quote It is too early to sit here and try to say where it's at, but there's multiple guys in in there that are competing. They know that they all know they all know it. We're going to try to play the best eleven guys on every snap. It's the right thing to do. It's the best thing for the team." If we keep putting the best 11 out there, regardless of how young, old, whatever, it doesn't matter about that. If we put the best 11 out there, I think everybody respects the fact that we're trying to win. So everybody's going to get opportunities. There's a lot of competition. I think it makes them all better. They've embraced it, which is really what we want from our team. And we look forward to letting it play out on the field. They'll terminate. Unquote. Simply put, the right side of the offensive line in Las Vegas is a disaster. 2021 first round pick Alex Leatherwood was a mess at both guard and tackle as a rookie, allowing eight sacks and committing a whopping 14 penalties. Brandon Parker was no better in Leatherwood's stead, allowing eight sacks of his own. Now, Parker is hurt and likely won't be ready for week one. So is rookie 7 rounder Thayer Munford. Leavenwood was moved back to tackle out of necessity and was a turnstile in the Raiders' last preseason game. Even if the Raiders added tackle between now and week one, it's hard to envision a scenario where the right side of the line isn't a major problem in 2022. And it's not just a pass protection issue, as the Raiders ranked 28th in rushing in 2021. Jacobs is a capable back, but he can't create long games from thin air when multiple defenders are in the backfield with him on a regular basis. Defensively, Heron Jones and Max Crosby gives the Raiders one of the best, one of the league's better ones who punches on the edge. Inside linebacker Denzel Perryman had far and away the best season of his career in 2021. And when he's healthy, Jonathan Abram is one of the NFL's hardest-hitting safeties. But just like on offense, there's a problem. The Raiders' quarterbacks are a major major question mark. Last year, the Raiders were a middle of the pack pass defense, ranking season in the NFL, allowing with 222.9 passing yards per game lot, per game. However, the leader of that position of that position group from last year is gone, as the veteran Casey Hayward departed in free agency. The Raiders took steps to address Hayward's departure, adding Rocky Sin via trade and signing Anthony A. Av- average away from the Baltimore Ravens. Per Vic Taffer of the Athletic, Carr lauded a new addition to the secondary. He said, quote, they are super competitive. They are challenging. me to make really tight throws, some tighter throws than some games. And sometimes, obviously, with the talent that we have, they get beat here and there on certain things. But that's not a knock. It's definitely not a knock on them. But I really... I've been really impressed with, that, with all of our secondary and the covering skills that they've had. I'm excited to watch them work. Again, it's a process, but they are doing some really good things. Brockerson is a decent young player, but he hasn't started more than eight games in the season since his rookie year. Hold over, Trayvon Mullen missed 12 games and has allowed over 62% of the passes thrown his direction the past two years to be completed. Nate Hobbs' completion percentage against in 2021 with over 82%. That isn't to say that the Raiders had the worst cornerback room in the league. They don't. But the team lost its most proven option at the position in the offseason. There may be some good here, but there isn't great. And in a division that includes two games each against Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, and Russell Wilson, good may not be good enough. This doesn't necessarily mean the Raiders are doomed to a last place finish in the division or that the team will absolutely miss the playoffs. Maybe they will find some way to cobble together a competent right side of the offensive line. Maybe some of the Raiders' young corners will take a big step forward in 2022. But the AFC West in 2022 has the makings of a division where teams are going to have to win some shootouts. Games where protecting the quarterback, slowing down on their opponents passing attack will be absolute must. The Raiders don't appear especially well equipped to do either. There is no maybe about that. Your thoughts.
4: Um without saying too much, um I just feel like the Raiders are always gonna be that good bad team. it's like yo, everybody's on their good. They're just bad. Like I, I don't know what it is, like The past three or four seasons, they just have historically been a really good, bad team. And nobody wants to say it. As much as I like Derek Carr, he's not a good fit for that fucking team. He belongs in San Francisco. That was a team that wanted him and they couldn't get him. Because it was between him and Kirk Cousins. And Cousins was
0: like, no, I'm not going there. Mm -hmm. Like... Derek Carr actually is Kirk Cousins like, wanted to go to San Francisco because of because of uh, um, uh, uh, mm-hmm. uh Kyle Shanahan, but then it's so the money more
4: money. Exactly. Yeah. So that's why I'm saying it. When it comes to it, like Derek, it was Derek Carr and him, and they were like, you know what? No, we'll just go and just deal with mediocre quarterbacks in order to make sure we have a solid roster. They ended up with Kittle. No problem. But then they ended up opening for G, and now you see what's happening with them. They could have honestly had Derek Carr for a low ball. Like right now, Derek Carr's salary is justified in the NFL. Derek Carr belongs in San Francisco. So I fully expect him to be in San Francisco at some point. And the reason why I say that is because he, he doesn't deserve that team. Derek Carr, he played really good with Scrubs. And he's just going to be one of those players that's like, you know what? He does better with scrubs. This whole experiment where they have him and Devontae Adams, it's not going to go good. Because everybody's thinking, oh, well, Devontae Adams makes everybody look good. No,
1: he doesn't. He absolutely Well, I mean, doesn't. they were teammates in college, too. So they sort of yeah, have that connection. Yeah. But did they win anything? Well, I mean, probably not. I'm not sure. They went to the Fresno State, so probably
0: not oh so they definitely they definitely didn't win anything but
4: at at some point it's kind of like the katie and Kyrie shit i hate to go back here but it's like just because we friends don't need that doesn't mean we need to be teammates like we do that shit in the off season we're gonna play on all these other third party leagues and stuff like that like let the friendships be the friendships bro because what happens if the chemistry ain't there I, i i don't see the jamar chase and um joe burrow Situation happening in in, uh, in Vegas. I don't. Now I could be proven wrong. I just know for a fact when it comes to fantasy football, I'm not touching either one of them. Every receiver that Derek Carr is thrown to has been injured historically. So I definitely don't want to touch Devonte Adams. I think he's like ranked like number three when it comes to like receivers in fantasy football. Won't touch him. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe if I do FanDuel or DraftKings, cool. But I can't trust Devonte uh, Devonte's health on the way that Derek Carr throws.
1: Well, and here's Man. my thing. Like, okay, number one, like I look at Derek Carr, mm-hmm. and you know he's a good quarterback, but to me, it, it, and I'm I'm trying to figure out the way to word this, but Derek Carr seems like the quarterback that does just enough. To win a couple games, but then he also does just enough to lose a couple games too.
0: Hey, Do you, hey does look that make you, sense? Looking at you, Kirk Cousins. Hey, you right. know what? Okay. I was going exactly. to say the same thing exactly. you,
1: right? <laughs> <laughs> um, and okay, the, the whole thing about Devonte Adams. Um, every team that they play against, they're they're going to double him. All right, they're going to put two guys on them, which is going to leave. Hunter Renfro open, Darren Waller open, uh, you know, Josh Jacobs out of the backfield, whatever other running back, you know, they're gonna uh they're they're gonna have. And I don't even know who their number three receiver is right now. So um, but it's gonna leave other receivers open. So it's gonna have other receivers getting big games, depending on if Derek Carr can get him the ball. Go ahead, Q. I think I, he said
0: it. You said it best. He said it best. This is this. This season is definitely a make or break season for Derek Carr's career. If he can't produce with an alpha receiver like Devontae Adams, he, he getting all of the defensive attention, and he can't adequately get the ball to to, to said to the aforementioned Darren Waller, the aforementioned. Hunter Renfrow. He the mentioned Josh Jacobs. He's done. He's done as a starter. I mean, I, 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 I take that back. He, he he won't be done as a starter, but he'll be done in, in, in Vegas. He'll be done in Vegas. You know, they will go. They will go after. They will go after a quarterback that can get them. That can get those other players other than Devontae Adams to ball. Um, so yeah. this is going to be interesting. The the AFC West is going to be very very interesting. Like. Even with a diminished Russell Wilson, you have to say he's diminished. <laughs> Come on, it's just—it's just—it's just, it's just, it's just fat. That division with Justin Herbert and Patrick Mahomes—it's
3: mm-hmm.
0: going to be yeah. Those games are not going to be defensive defensive um,
1: matchups. And I'm
3: they're not going to back
1: out.
0: I'm not backing
3: shootouts.
1: out of what I said. I'm not going to back out what I said last week. I'm, <laughs> I'm still picking. I'm still picking the Raiders to win that division.
0: Yeah, but I I, I am too, but six games against, yeah, six games in that division. Six games. Those games are not going to be like 13 to 10 matchups. Those are going to be, those are going to be some of the highest scoring games in the league this season. We're talking about 30, 40 points each for each team. I don't know. I'm not going against my latest prediction either, Um, but just know all those games. Like I said, they're not going to be defensive contests. They are going to be absolute shootouts. They're going to be shoot. It's going to be watching the wild, wild west. And and it's so great that it is the AFC West, but those are going to be absolute shootouts. We're going to be looking at basketball scores in those games. (laughs) Um, So, moving Mm -hmm. right along. Moving right along. RB1, you know I like calling him RB1, RB1 was offered, has been offered more money than Kyler Murray. The Baltimore Ravens are reportedly facing a big uphill battle in getting a contract extension in place with Lamar Jackson before week one. Fox Sports' Jay Glazer provided an update on negotiations on Sunday, saying that the Ravens have eclipsed a five-year, $230.5 million extension signed by Colin Murray. He says, quote, it is a really big uphill battle. And the reason why is because Lamar Jackson, he's ref- he is representing himself. That is so hard when you have to go up there to the front office and try to negotiate. They've already offered him more than Colin Murray got but the Deshaun Watson deal kind of throws things out of whack because I'm sure Jackson wants a fully guaranteed contract. I don't see the Ravens wanting to do that. As we know, the Cleveland Browns signed signed Watson to a fully guaranteed five-year, $230 million contract in March. From Jackson's perspective, it's easy to see why he would want the Ravens to match that level of commitment. Jackson has an MVP on his mantle. Watson does not. Jackson has led the, the Ravens to three postseason appearances to Watson's two. There is no resume-based reason for Jackson to make less guaranteed money than Watson. Of course, these things are not always linear. The Browns were acting in complete desperation, more than several future draft picks and lavishing a massive new contract on a player who was already on a long-term deal. And who was dealing with well-publicized allegations of sexual assault and misconduct. Cleveland even structured Watson's deal to minimize the financial impact in the event he was suspended. Newsflash, the NFL and the NFLPA agreed on an 11-game suspension last week. There has arguably, arguably been, never been a sweeter contract given in NFL history, which is likely why there were reports of teams being angered by the Watson deal. Murray's contract, by comparison, carries $160 million in total guarantees but only $103.3 million in full guarantees. It's unclear what the Ravens offered, but it's hard to see any justification for Jackson taking a contract that gives him less than half of what Watson got in fully guaranteed money. Baltimore has his cross division rivals to blame for this stalemate with a star running back. I mean, quarterback. I mean, uh, running quarterback.
3: (laughs) 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 Thoughts? Pay him. Pay
4: him
1: now. It'll be worth it later. Trust me. It will be fucking worth it. Yeah. Baltimore's. They'd be stupid not to. Um, I mean, he's top. No, all right. (laughs) I wasn't gonna say top three quarterback. One of the top running backs in the league. Right, right, right. But he is. Let me rephrase that. I mean, the the position. Like, I mean, how about how about top three athlete in the league? Okay, sounds a lot better. I like that. All right, so. I I mean he wants paid more than Deshaun Watson? Or he just wants his money. He wants to get guaranteed? at
3: least
0: he wants a he wants a fully guaranteed contract. Because Deshaun Watson got two hundred and thirty million dollars fully guaranteed. We just saw that Kyler Murray, he 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 got right. a half a million dollars more than what Deshaun Watson got, but only a hundred and sixty million is guaranteed and only and out of that 160 only 103 million dollars is fully guaranteed
1: if if Baltimore does not pay him they crazy they're gonna regret it big time
0: yeah
4: my thing is if he doesn't have that money by next week I will be surprised and the reason why You saw how he showed up to that game, to that preseason. It's all over Twitter. It's like an ongoing meme now. Um, Mm -hmm. It it gave me RG3 vibes, like healthy RG3 with Washington. Like, pay him now or regret it later. Yeah. Like, and the thing is, he's just good. Like, I know we call him RB1 and stuff. Like, he's fucking good. Um, Dare I say, um, I hate to be the guy to say this. Now that Mahomes has been exposed, now he could actually shine. Now we get to see who's actually the better quarterback between him and Mahomes. Mahomes got away with honestly having like the the best draft in fantasy football when it came to actual football. He had the tight end. He had the running back. He had the receiver. He had the offensive line. He had the defense. Well, now you just got you. And it's all. And Kelsey. And Kelsey. Well, that's what I'm saying. I said tight end first, but my thing is now Kansas City look a lot like Baltimore. They they got a tight end. They got a so-so run game. They have a halfway decent offensive line that will make sure he don't get killed. But more importantly, they got a quarterback that's capable. Now, I'm personally, if I had to pay the two, I'm definitely going to pay Mahomes because he has the rings. He's proven himself. But then when I look at Lamar Jackson, I'm like, oh, he's proven himself with less than what Mahomes has. Literally less. And now he has even less. So it's like, yeah, just, just pay him right now. The thing is, if you pay him right now and he does even half of what he did last year, people want to go there. The issue is not Lamar it's Baltimore. Nobody wants to play for Baltimore. And Baltimore doesn't want to pay people. I think Lou said that like two uh 2 weeks ago. Baltimore just hates paying people. That's why they can't keep anybody.
1: Yeah, right. So
4: if I'm Baltimore, I'm like, okay, if you don't want to keep people, just pay him. At least you know for the fact you got him on the books. That way he has no excuse. It's like, "Hey, you wanted to be paid to play in bum ass Baltimore?" No, you know, I apologize for saying that, but it's the truth. Bum ass Baltimore. And then Guess what? He's comfortable in Baltimore. He likes Baltimore. It's easy like, how old is he? Like 26? I think he's like 26, right? Uh, 26, 27? 25. 25. Yeah, he, trust me. The Baltimore culture, he, he, he's embraced the fuck out of that. He, he's embraced Baltimore and Baltimore has embraced him as well. They're going to retire that jersey, regardless of what he does. He might never win a ring. But they're going yeah, to, his jersey going up.
0: You said what? Okay, yeah, number 8 is definitely getting retired. Yeah.
4: That that's getting retired. Regardless of where he goes, <clears throat> but you have to pay him first. All I'll, I'll just leave it there. Like if you don't pay him, like Lou said, you are going to live to regret it. And the way that I am the way I that I'm on Pittsburgh right now, you might want to pay Lamar Jackson because I've made it crystal clear. I see Pittsburgh winning that division easily because Baltimore doesn't have the pieces. If you can go get Lamar and give him that money and say, you know what? Prove it. We gave you everything you want. And you know, he's going to do it because he's done it for free. He's literally done it without the contract. So now that you give him the bag, boy, if they don't, worst decision
1: ever. Yes, exactly. I agree.
0: All right. All right. Um, moving right along, the worst sequel in the NFL has now been made official. Baker sure Mayfield was named QB one for the Carolina Panthers. Oh, thank you, schedule! Thank you, schedule makers. Thank you, thank you. A, a huge thank you to the schedule makers at the NFL because we won the Broncos, the Broncos. And Russell Wilson gets to go to Seattle. And uh-huh. Baker Mayfield has his first game the first game of the season. Baker Mayfield plays the Cleveland
2: Browns.
1: I can't wait. I, I literally I can't wait. It, it, it it's <laughs> no man, it's it's gonna be well I'm not saying it's gonna be. How about it should be? Like, put it this way, there is nobody in professional sports right now that has more of a chip on their shoulder than Baker Mayfield. Absolutely. And he's going to eat that chip too, trust me. Yeah, going to eat the chip. Yep. Yeah, that chip. He's got something to prove. he He wants to embarrass Cleveland like, and I mean, embarrass them. Yeah. So, uh, you know, uh, I, I, I just, <laughs> I hope it's like I 45 to a 10 game. I hope it's a I 45 to 10 five. game. I'm just want to wanna say
4: that he's going to do them real bad. Um, if you are a DFS <laughs> person, which I told myself, I, I'm retired for this season. I got to get the mortgage shit together. But um, if I'm playing a free league, which I probably will do, Baker's my quarterback for week one. He's absolutely. I know there's he a lot of easier five matchups and stuff
0: like that. <laughs> he might have exactly. five touchdowns, three like three yeah. passing and two rushing, just to just to kick Cleveland in the teeth. Yep. And I'm here for and it. And two of them I, might go to God. two of them might go to Chris, Christian McCaffrey. And you know what?
4: I Again, not only do I want to see it, I believe it. I absolutely believe it. Ba- Baker deserves to have a good game. Not a good season, because I still think he's a terrible quarterback, but he should have a good game. After he gets those week one jitters, he can revert back to being who he actually is, which is just Baker Mayfield. I can live with that. But week one, Knowing what Cleveland gave up, knowing that they don't have a, a true number one quarterback right now, because who's who's their backup quarterback? You said them last week, you? Jacoby, um, Jacoby
1: Bissett. Oh, he's your, like yeah, yeah, yeah. He's their starter,
0: <laughs> and their backup is either the backup is either going to be Josh Rosen or Joshua Dobbs. Yes,
3: yes, and
0: I think it's going to be Joshua Dobbs because the, game, the preseason game that he had. Um, the game that he had on Saturday against the um, against the Eagles I think it's gonna be Josh Dobbs
4: well um yeah yeah so Baker please please, the one time have yourself a day have yourself a day yeah just the the one time I would pick the one time I would pick him is that game and I'm not high on him high on him but I'm definitely like you know what you deserve
0: to win. I believe it's a revenge game. So. It's a re- it's an absolute revenge game. It's mm-hmm. more so a revenge game for him than it is for Russell Wilson. They, I, it, The Seahawks and Russell Wilson got tied in each other. I think that trade had to happen. But Baker, this is the revenge of revenge games for him. The ultimate revenge game. He's going to have himself a game. I'm calling it now. He has at least he he has five to, uh, five total touchdowns and maybe even more, just to kick Cleveland in the teeth and show them ah, you traded me, you didn't want me, you traded for Deshaun Watson. And he's now suspended 11 games. <laughs> I'm gonna show you, motherfuckers.
3: All right.
0: Our last NFL story, we're, it is regarding the top 100 players of 2022. We're only going to talk about the top 50, I mean, the from 100 to 50. And we might, it, it might be less, I'm just going to we'll, we'll skip and choose. It's a the damn fucking helicopter now. Thanks a lot, uh, MPD. All right, so starting at 101 to 91. I'm just going to read the list off. And I'm just going to read the list of these top, these 10 players. That's maybe one that shouldn't be there, that really shouldn't be there or should be higher or shouldn't even be on the list at all. So numbers one hundred to ninety one. Kyle J- Jusick of the San Francisco 49ers is number one hundred. Number ninety nine, Kirk Cousins. <clears throat> number ninety eight, David Montgomery. <laughs> number 97, Leonard Williams of the New York Giants. Cool. Number 96, Leonard Williams. Defensive end. Well, okay. He's an yeah, no. <laughs> uh, number 96, Jimmy Ward of the San Francisco 49ers. Number 95, C.D. Lamb with the Dallas Cow Shits. Number 94, Justin Tucker. Number 93, Von Miller. What the? You know what? 92 is Tyron Smith, offensive tackle of Dallas Cow Kyle Fox. Number 91, Cow Pitts of the Atlanta Falcons.
4: Only one I agree with is Cow Pitts. Everybody else, I'm looking at that list like, did y'all just... It's like when you get the the like the last two rounds of fantasy now, football know, the, and it's the like... The players
0: oh, voted for this.
4: The, the players vote on the top 100. That is we have to stop letting them vote like right? because a lot of that shit is favoritism a lot of that is recognizable you know reckon uh reckon being able to be recognized i'm sorry i'm saying it all fucked up but it
1: no <laughs> what <laughs> you know
0: you what started I know. the name
1: oh go oh, ahead i'm th- I, just real quick they rank justin tucker higher than kirk cousins <laughs> I'm sitting there like, <laughs> like what? Oh my god. Like a
4: starting quarterback versus a kicker who might see the field for a total of five minutes
1: the entire fucking game. But, but even it, in, his, in his defense he probably is the best kicker <laughs> in the game regardless, hands down. The
0: yeah. Best kicker and in
4: national history. Yeah. So so basically so next year he'll end up being what, like fifty sixth? Because he's the best kicker, like, he'd be considered the best kicker of all time if he stays another year. Because I think they said, like, according to, like, the records and stuff oh, like no, that. Like just, he,
3: oh, no,
0: he just, Justin Tucker, Justin Tucker just signed a, uh, a, a record deal for a kicker. Four years mm-hmm. and $25 million. Oh, Something
3: oh, like that.
4: Okay.
0: I may be off on the numbers.
3: But they couldn't
4: pay, um, never mind. Either it way, paid, um, you know, yeah, yeah. So, Lou and I are on the same page. I'm like, wait, so the kicker got paid. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Which, uh, again, Baltimore is fucking doomed. But to go to your list, Q, Um, a lot of those names on that list are, they're not bad names. They're more so names that I'm looking, and I'm like, no and if we do if we do like a 12 if we had 12 men and we all had to pick a team two people would be on that list two Kyle Pitts and Justin Tucker okay Kirk Cousins right. is literally somebody that we pick up like in fantasy football
3: we'll, we'll, as a backup quarterback
0: as a backup and our starter is on bye. is on bye Literally, like, if
4: Colin Kaepernick and, like, him were, like, back-to-back picks, I'd probably be like, you know what? I'll I'll put Cap uh, Cap as, like, my IR all year. He can sit out every game. He's just there and eligible. But you know what? At least I have him. Because Kirk Cousins, like, he shouldn't be on that list because if... And I don't know what the rest of this list looks like, Hugh, but if um, Justin Jefferson is anywhere in the top 40 and the person who's throwing to him is at like 90-something, <laughs> this list is invalid. It, it, it literally is fucking invalid. Because, like, the person throwing to him is in 90s and he's in, like, the top 50?
0: 97. No. He's ninety.
4: Not
0: even 90. Not 99. 99.
4: Yeah. So, Q, you're pretty much saying that Kirk Cousins is like the the Miller light of football. Like, he's the, we'll tolerate it because there's nothing else
1: here. He's like
3: yeah. the natty light. He's like the, nat- he's
1: nat- nat- the natty football. light. He's
3: definitely the natty light. He's
0: the natty light. TBR, pass blue ribbon
4: oh you know what we no we, we we have to have a Natty Light award for like
3: the, for the football season <laughs> we, we, like who,
4: who, who's gonna oh, get the wow. Natty Light I, I think every honestly, week like every you, week yeah yeah somebody has to get the mm, Natty cool. uh, the Natty Ice award for the most mediocre player in the league like it'll right. probably end up going to a kicker or somebody but oh, it'll
0: be, be Carson Wentz it'll be Carson Wentz
4: I, I wasn't going to bring him up, Q. I, I know it's a touchy subject, but yeah. And no, it's, it,
0: not it's not a touchy subject. Like, yeah, All right, so we're moving right along. Now we're going from 90 to 81. <clears throat> At number 90, who doesn't have a team right now, Odell Beckham Jr. How? How? Number eight, <clears throat> number 89, Marshawn Lattimore, cornerback for the New Orleans Saints. Number eighty-eight, Commanders defensive end Jonathan Allen. Hmm, he's the only Washington. He's the only Commanders player in the top one hundred, which I do not agree with because Terry McLaurin should be on that list. Wait, are you shitting me? Terry McLaurin is not in the top one hundred. He's the, John Allen is the only player from the Commanders who made the top one hundred.
3: Uh, again, this list is invalid Then
0: you have to wow. <laughs> Whoa, so continuing on. Continuing on. Number eighty-seven, Denzel Ward of the Cleveland Browns. Mm-hmm. 86, Shaq Barrett of the of the Tampa Bay Brady Nears. <clears throat> Number eighty-five, this is gonna shock your mind. Matt Jones.
3: Hmm. Hmm. Wow. That's interesting. Number that, eighty four.
0: Yeah. yeah. Number eighty four, Rokar Smith, who um Ended his holdout, signed his franchise tender, and he's gonna play the season out on his on. He's gonna play the final year of his rookie deal out. Mm-hmm. He's betting on himself. Number 83, Cleveland Browns offensive guard Wyatt Teller. Number 82, Indianapolis coach cornerback Kenny Moore. And okay. number 81, um, Denver Broncos safety Justin Simmons. I
3: think
0: that's a fair one. Uh, yeah. yeah, that one's fair. Okay. The list is getting better. So now, that that 90 so that, one is kind of touchy though. Yeah. Odell Beckham, like he's out with a torn ACL. He doesn't even have a team right now. He's not the 90th ranked player. I mean, what the f- yo. whatever we, the players were smoking when they came up, when they voted on this list, I need some. Mm-hmm. I need some. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, we moving right along. Numbers 80 through 71. Number 80, James Connor of the Arizona nope. Cardinals. Nope. 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 Number 79, Rayshon Slater, offensive tackle for the Los Angeles Chargers. Number 78, Cleveland, I mean, Cincinnati Bengals defensive end, Trey Hen- Henderson. <clears throat> Number 77, Philadelphia Eagles cornerback Darius Slay number 76 Carolina Panthers edge rusher Brian Burns number 75 Buccaneers safety Antoine Winfield Jr. I think that's justified uh, number 74 New Orleans Saints outside linebacker Demario Davis number 73 this going shock you too Atlanta Falcons running back slash wide receiver slash he doesn't really have the position. Cadero Patterson.
4: I think that's that's not a shock to me. I I actually like him in this role right here. Like he fits in the 50 60 slot. So yeah, I'll take that one. That's the only one I agree with so far.
0: (laughs) And Rising 21 spots from 2021, Philadelphia Eagles center, the brother of Travis Jason Kelsey.
1: Do we really need
4: defensive players if they're not in the top 25 of their own, like, respective, like, defense? Like, it just seems like they're just naming people just to name them, like, name recognition, who's cool, like. But I guess they got to be fair and they got to give it to everybody, but whatever.
3: Okay. Um,
1: so, real, real quick. I, 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 don't agree with the James Connor. I think he should be yeah. higher. He should definitely yeah. be yeah. higher.
4: That, that's what I'm. Lo- that's why I was like, as soon as they said, I'm like, wait, he already? Like, how? would right. you say he was at like 67? Q.
1: 69, didn't you? Oh, we lost him for a minute. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, yeah.
4: I, I'll, I'll just speak to the James Connor thing connor has been good since Pittsburgh and he's gotten progressively better since Pittsburgh. So the fact that he's like this high up, it's starting to invalidate the list for me because it's like, okay, so if you can, I just want to hear the other running backs. I'm only looking for the other running backs on this list now. Everything else, like the receivers, I'm sure are going to be justified. The quarterback's going to be justified. And I'm sure Q, he's probably going to just go for the next. I guess he'll stop at 50 and then we'll have like next week's show or something like that to do the actual like the final 50. But the fact that James Conner is like, like above 50, a little bit ridiculous because he held that yeah. team down last
1: year. Like, yes, he did. He, Absolutely. ahead, <clears throat> Q. All
0: right. So now number 70 to 61. At number seventy, New Orleans Saints safety Tyron Matthew. Jesus
4: Christ, sixty-nine. It's all name. It's all. It's all name recognition at this
0: point. At sixty-nine, it is Cameron Jordan of the New Orleans Saints. Sixty-eight.
4: Zach. Wait, you said Zach? What? We lost again. him again. Oh, there he Q. is. Q, you, you hold on. You keep cutting in and out.
0: Did you say, you said Zach who? Zach Martin from the Cowboys. Okay. okay. <clears throat> At 67.
1: Butter Baker of the Arizona Cardinals. What, what 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 number was he? Sixty seven. Okay. Okay. Sixty six. Def- yeah, you keep cutting out, Q. As soon as he says a name, he, yeah, he cuts
4: off.
3: Yeah, that, that's
4: because um, like the the service lords are pretty much saying like this list is becoming more and more ridiculous.
0: Okay, <laughs> so we're gonna stop because it keeps. Cu- I don't know why it keeps cutting off. Maybe because there's videos embedded. Because I'm on the NFL. I'm on NFL.com. But number sixty-five. We're gonna start right there. We'll pick up the list, the rest of the list next week. At sixty-five, no, no, no
4: just just run down the last uh, five, and then we'll do uh, six. Was it fifty-nine through like one to fifty-nine next
1: week? Okay. Well, I don't. That's I don't even five. think that, they they okay. won't come out with uh, like the top ten until like the day before the season starts or something like that. Well, yeah. they're
0: already. They did. They did thirty-one to thirty-one, thirty, uh, 30 six thirty to twenty-one. on oh, okay.
1: Oh okay, we'll just
0: stop at fifty nine, and then we'll get part two next week. Okay, number at number sixty five, Derek Carr, his first appearance <laughs> wow. on the list in the top one after a three year absence.
1: Wait, a three year? Okay, yeah, mm-hmm. um,
4: that's cr- yeah, that's a little bit crazy for me. But keep going, keep going.
0: Okay, uh, sixty four is Devin White of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I can see that one. Yeah. At sixty-three is Jalen Waddle of the Miami Dolphins.
1: Uh, wow. Uh, I ought I could honestly see that. I, he had a good first half, but yeah, or just, but like second half, he kind of tailed off a little. So, agreed. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well you
0: got a sixty-two cube. All right. Sixty-two, sorry. Sixty-two is Chandler Jones. And number sixty-one is Russell Wilson. Alright, we can stop the list right here. <laughs> 60, what? Sixty one.
4: What they've been propping him up all fucking
1: offseason. Now it's sixty one. Well, well and this is based on their performance last year. Wilson didn't play the whole year though, did he?
0: So Damn he dropped. He, he dropped forty nine spots because he was number tw- he was number twelve last year. Wow, he dropped forty nine right. spots.
3: Who who you
4: got for number sixty? And then we got to play the voicemails and get up out of here.
0: then uh, they might cut me off again, but I'm gonna hurry up and try to. Number 60 is Corey Lindsley of the Los Angeles Chargers. Ex- explain how he
4: is any better than fucking Russell Westbrook. I'm sorry, than Russell Wilson. Please, what? And he's once... I, I get it, but I don't. It almost seems like they were like, we have to make sure that we have the defenses, Like, in order to not offend them, we're going to put them in the 60 70 80 slot but then we'll slide in like a quarterback and like, but really it, it doesn't make sense so now what's gonna happen is we're gonna have a top loaded um what is it 20 through like 40 where it's a whole bunch of fucking tight ends and wide receivers and then the top 10 is going to end up being like the same that has been for the past four years Mahomes, brady um this person this person this person. Um, the way that this list is going, I just have to say this. If fucking Mike Evans is in the top 25, I'm going to be sick. I'm actually going to be sick. I might throw up on the show. Um, also, also, if Julio Jones is anywhere in the top 30, again, I'm going to be sick, and I might throw up. Um, because you know how they're going to do it. They're going to have like Mike Evans at like 18, and then have Julio at 26. And we're like, how the fuck did that happen? Like They haven't even played together. Like. And then I have Brady at like number six. And you're like, oh, OK, I get it. I, I, I see now. Um, notably, the fact that you mentioned that Terry McLaurin isn't even on this list right now is disgusting. There are a lot of these defensive players. I'm like, OK, like they're good because they're probably good on their team, but their team is also ass. Let me know when there's a Detroit Lion on this list so I can say, you know what? Now the list is fair.
0: We will see next week when we uh, look at numbers 59 through, hopefully, uh, through number one. Mm -hmm. And we will see next week. All right, moving on.
6: And let's get to the voicemails. Here we go. All right, so um, this is my last message because I definitely got to go back in the streets. yeah. Um. Uh. What happened to Habibi was um. Habibi got caught doing the five finger discount in Target. So and I didn't have no money um uh, to bail him out because I just bought me another Cuban link for my birthday. You know, my birthday was a couple of weeks ago. On the seventeenth, and uh, he gonna have to he gonna have to sit tight. So you know, if y'all want to send some money to his JPEG, uh, I leave y'all some money so I can put some money on his books. But he he, he all right, yeah, he, you know he all right. I told him don't throw up no gang signs while he he on the island. Wow, <laughs> gotta love it! Happy belated birthday, Shabeg! Happy birthday, oh, man. man!
1: Next message, here we
6: go. Hey, listen, as far as Kevin Durant goes, um, what had happened was the Barclays Center had a barber come through there and they thought he oh, thought no. he the barber was going to give him a haircut. So that's why he really acting all sensitive and shit. You know, you put a comb to them peas, you get to screaming and crying. So uh, oh I, I, I have some more updates in, in about a week, man.
3: Oh,
1: my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> that was great. That was oh great. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh. oh, man. Oh. Holy my man. last
6: one. <laughs> hey, listen. I, I totally agree with you guys. He's not worth all of that. All those picks. And he need to sit down and actually play it out. Work it out with uh, Kyrie. Y'all, y'all get together. Y'all have some decent pieces. Work it out, man. Get together, put together a decent uh, season and play ball, man. I'm I'm tired of all the money talk, man. If if you if your goal is a ring, go get the ring, man. The money will come. There you go. That right there. All right, we just had one last voice gonna come in.
0: Here we go,
5: hey y'all. what is up? I hope your night is going well. I hope you're staying blessed and safe. I just wanted to come on here for a bit and talk y'all
3: well, shout out to big Beauty
0: yeah thank you for thank you for jo- coming in and joining us tonight and we have reached the final segment of the show and that is the award section ah,
1: who's first? <laughs> I don't have it's all a- Greg. Yeah, I, I don't have um
4: I I just don't have an award. I don't think anybody deserves our awards this week. Um everybody's been asked collectively in all the sports. Um I did want to mention um tennis. I know we don't really talk tennis on the show, but I know Serena said that she was retiring and she I think she said at the end of the year that like she's retiring, which is a really big deal for me because I didn't appreciate her in her younger years. Like, and then I started to appreciate her um, and just watching. So I went on YouTube and I was just like watching some old clips of her and I definitely appreciate everything she's done. I just, I look at it and I'm like, tennis has improved so much, especially the women. I don't know how much they they get paid. If they get paid more than the men, less than the men or anything like that. But Women's tennis might be, if it wasn't for like basketball, football, stuff like that, like probably one of the most entertaining sports I've ever watched. And it's not even about them being competitive; it's the fact that it's so structured, and it looks better than when I watch the men play tennis. Like I try to watch men play tennis, I'm like this is this is terrible—the grunting and all. Like when women play this shit, it's just it looks graceful. So. The fact that we won't get like Serena after this year is kind of like disheartening, especially after all the shit that I talked about Naomi Osaka and I meant every word. Um, She needs to come back and figure out what she wants to do. I feel like she wants to be a model in my personal opinion, but I don't think we're ever going to get a Serena again when it comes to tennis. So if I had to give an award, it's a positive one. Like, you know, congratulations on being able to retire on her own terms, especially how tennis treats all women regardless of race, you know, anything like that. So that's pretty much my award for the week. Uh Katie's still a piece of shit. Uh obviously Kyrie, again, another piece of shit. Congratulations to LeBron. Um I personally can't wait for everybody to join the Fantasy Football League. So we have a few more spots. I need y'all to go ahead and join that. The link will be in the show notes. I think we'll post it next week on this show. Um, but Q, I also want to have a live draft. I don't know if you mm. want to do that or not. I, I think we should have a live draft.
3: Okay. Mm. I
0: mean, that's <clears throat> let's see. When is our draft scheduled for the league?
4: I think it's a, a, I think it's a Saturday night. I'm not sure. Is it, is it the 4th, maybe? The fourth it's is the Labor four, Day, so it's a Sunday night. So Sunday night at I think it's like at eight o'clock. Now I don't know if we're all free. I might have to just move that back because you know Labor Day weekend, somebody might be at a barbecue or something like that. But I think we could do that.
0: We don't even really yeah, have yeah, to it's
1: have a a show. It's a Sunday. It's a Sunday because Labor Day is the fifth. All right, let me uh, let me look at my calendar real quick, real quick. All right, so you said the f- the fourth, right?
3: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: Okay, so it works. Oh, all right. So, yeah, I work that Sunday. I get off at 7 30. So, yeah, I'll, I'll be available.
4: Okay. Well, I mean, it wouldn't be us talking because obviously we'd be too busy looking at our phones and stuff, right? We can, well, right. You know, j- just shoot the shit, like looking at our actual picks. Um, the early predictions for this league, because we have, I think, like seven people out of the 12. If anybody does want to join, like maybe we can get Dan Rod to join it. He'll be like eight. If we stop at eight, that's fine. If we get a couple more people, that's fine. I'm just going to say from the early mock drafts that I've done, y'all have a lot of people a little bit too high. Uh, A lot of people. Um, People were drafting like Aaron Rodgers, like 19th overall. And I was like, you you know, you can wait, right? right, Let's stop going and getting quarterbacks in the first 12 to 15 picks. You don't need to rush. Figure out your running backs first. That, that's every year in fantasy football, um, which, which leads to my life. It's not even an award. It's more so a declaration. And actually, you know, it could be an award. Um, my Bill O'Brien, you know, you done fucked up right award is going to Ezekiel Elliott because, boy, um, he's been the biggest fucking letdown in the, the sport of football that I've seen in recent years since... Um, what was, what's the guy's name that played for Cleveland and he ended up, like the white guy, he was on a Madden cover and then we didn't hear from him again after that year? Uh, God, oh, God. Oh,
1: um, oh, so, uh, I sure got his name is. right on the tip of it. Yeah, I know exactly who you're talking about.
4: Damn.
1: I, I wanted to call him uh,
4: a, uh, like Chubb, but I know it's not Chubb. God. um, Fuck, I cannot think of this dude's name, man. Like, God, what is it? Like, I might have to look at, like, his actual Madden cover. But, yeah, like, I don't know what's going on with Z. Um, I just, I, I really hope he gets better or gets traded. But, yeah, I, I don't have any real big awards. Still free, Brittany Griner, because, I mean, nine years is a real long time for that shit. I think it's absolutely ridiculous. Um, Shaq, I remember I watched a clip yesterday. Of him saying that they need to lower the the rim for the WNBA players, and um, a part of me wanted to agree, but that sounds kind of like misogynistic.
1: So I'm actually going to double down. They definitely should like lower the rim. Hey Greg, okay. hey yeah, hey Greg. Uh, I don't mean to cut you off. I'm sorry. It's it's uh, Peyton Hillis.
3: Peyton Peyton Hillis. Yes.
4: Damn! What happened to him? He fell off. He didn't stay in Cleveland, though. He got like cut and
1: picked up by like. Denver. I think he went to like Denver or Kansas City or something.
3: Yeah. Damn. But yeah, you never
1: he, never heard from him again.
4: So I just, as long as Christian McCaffrey doesn't end up in that same path, because it, it's looking real bleak for him right now. Um, I'm, I'm trying to think. I don't have any other sports things uh, when it comes to awards. Um, I'm just waiting for the football season to start. Um, maybe by next week, we'll find out something in the NBA. Oh, 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 no, no, no. I do have an award. I'm sorry. Last award is actually going to the UFC. Lou mentioned that he actually watched the card. Mm -hmm. And it made me so happy because the card was actually really good. It wasn't something that like put me to sleep like when, you know, 10 p.m. hit. But that last fight
3: is somebody
4: who isn't really a, like, I don't care for Usman because I feel like once you start winning too much, you start kind of feeling yourself and feeling like you can't be touched. And he got his lights turned off. And I say, you know what? This is why I love the UFC. This is why boxing will never be as good as UFC in the near future. In the past. Yes. Right now UFC has it just just because of that knockout. That shit was so on point.
1: That it, it it was nobody saw it coming. The, the announcers were writing Leon Edwards off. They yeah. they were already like writing his obituary.
3: Yeah, like, <laughs> oh, he, he, he's going to
4: lose. Blah, blah, blah. And he, right. he was held, You know, he was holding it up the entire <clears throat> fight. But that kick, I said, I'm sitting in the bed. I was like, oh shit! Like you know, when you have like a reaction that's like delayed, that's what happened to me. I was like, wait, did that? Act, oh shit! Oh, like that's how I felt <laughs> about it. Um right. Now I don't know if there's another good card that's happening this year. I feel like UFC's kind of fell off because a lot of people they keep propping them up and they keep losing. Um they're definitely gonna do a trilogy to that. They've already talked about that's gonna happen in like February yeah. or March, like the re- the rematch, because they're at one apiece. So now just be for the belt again in February. Fine, no big deal. Um nobody wants to see Jake Paul in the UFC. I really wish they would stop saying that shit. Um Conor McGregor, nobody wants to see him again, so we can leave that alone. But that card for the UFC, as a collective, is actually getting a positivity award for me. Because that was one of the better cards I've seen in 2022 from UFC. There was the right amount of knockouts. All the matches seemed to, like, they all fit each other. But more importantly, like, it was just an overall really, really good card. Like, I've never really been impressed with UFC in 2022, but this one really, really impressed me. I don't know who's the next person to fight, but I would hope that it's like uh, Derek Lewis, like the Black Beast. I want to see him fight again. Um, I don't want to see this uh, Nate Diaz fight that they're talking about supposed to be happening. Fuck that shit. Like, I think we're over him at this point. Um, But yeah, like, the fact that Lou stayed up, I know he's usually tired. But for him to be as enthusiastic about that UFC card as I was, and I think you and I we were talking on Twitter about I forgot which fight it was. It wasn't the main It was, event, the, it was the, the one fight.
1: right before that. It was that Luke something. Yeah, Luke Rockhold. Like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah,
4: yeah. Like, I, I thought yeah. he won? Though, did did you feel the same way? Or did
1: I, you feel completely different? Well, like? I mean, well, I'm not going to say I felt different. I just mm-hmm. think that it was. I mean, yeah, you can see. I mean, halfway through the first round, I mean, he was just completely <laughs> exhausted yeah. already, like like he didn't yeah. train or nothing. Yeah. Um. And I and I kind of felt bad for the guy, but but every once in a while, just when you think that he was just going to like keel over or whatever, you know, he mm-hmm. do that turnaround kick or you know, yeah. the, you know, throw a couple good jabs or something, but yeah, you know. I, I don't know, man. It that that was that was a very entertaining fight, I'll put it that way. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
4: I, I was I was pleasantly surprised with it. Like hopefully,
1: you know, next week, I think it's
4: well this Saturday is like the UFC fight night. I'll watch that. Probably movie, Yeah. I, I really like UFC. Um I guess for anybody who's listening, if you do have ESPN plus apparently that's going up thirty five percent. So it was like six ninety nine, so it's going up again. Because of that, so just be mindful if you do have ESPN Plus or just do like we do and figure it out on the internet. Uh, Reddit Mm -hmm. is a good spot to watch like live events and stuff like that. Um, also, I have to do like a shameless plug to like IPTV and stuff like that. It's a great way to make sure you can watch all live events for free. Um, because I've already told Q, I'm not paying for NFL Plus. I'm not paying for all these other streaming services. I will watch it legally if I have to. Um, so, so there's <laughs> that. Um, I am looking forward to Red Zone. I am looking forward to you guys talking about MLB. I think Q, when he came over last, he was telling me about baseball, and I just, I won't I, I say I didn't care. I was kind of confused because I didn't know what was going on. Um, the Orioles look good. I was like, oh, that's good. So they get an award for yeah. the next week. Like fucking Orioles look good. That's cr- when the last time the Orioles looked decent. Like it's been a while. <laughs> yeah, like fucking ten, thirteen years. Like at least. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah, so I mean shout out to them. Um Q and our like our nationals look like shit. So they are actually getting the Adam Gates Why Are You Still Here award because two years and the entire team looks like garbage, it's Q's fault. It, it's Q's fault. You know? I'm Q's fault. Right <laughs> yeah. So th- those are uh, my awards. I, I, I've already spoke too much, but yeah, like the Nationals. If they get an award, they get an award that's negative, and a positive award is going to the UFC. So those are mine.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, I don't really have any this week. I just have my long running until Dan Snyder kills over the Dan Snyder I mean I should actually, actually name this after him <laughs> the Bill O'Brien or you know fucked up Right Award the Adam Gates Why I You Still Here Award perpetu- and perpetually forever and ever until we sell the team or, or um something else goes to Daniel Mark Snyder because I hate you I just hate you um oh, this was a great show <laughs> this was a great episode to those of you who've been listening, thank you for listening to another great episode of the Best Damn Sports Show on Stereo. The Young Black and Bothered Sports Desk. You can find us on Twitter at Be Bothered. You can find us on Instagram at young pat oh, Jesus Christ, sorry at young black Until next week, we'll see you. Peace
1: out, show.